On this day, while we remember the fallen heroes who served and gave their lives in the U.S. Armed Forces, here's a double replay from last year at this time on OP Radio. That's right, this is the OP Radio Podcast, and I find myself at Newark Airport. I decided to pick up a good friend of mine. He's coming in from a red-eye flight from Las Vegas where he was partying all day and all night. He's going to be very, very tired. Before that, he was out in California being a big TV star, filming grocery games for the Food Network. Of course, we're talking about Carl Ruiz. I figured the best place to wait for Carl would be outside because I know he's got to be dying for a cigarette right about now. Carl's going to be very, very uh, happy to see me. What's better than having a friend surprise you at the airport to drive you home? Don't answer that. You're probably answering that right now. Oh, I see him. Carl! Good morning, Lamb Chop! Surprise! I left the house, yes. What, are they? Are you fishing out here? Uh, no, I decided to surprise you at the airport. I thought it would be a nice thing to do. I'm not. I'm in a bad mood. Why are you in a bad this mood? This place sucks. You think? Why does it suck? The air. You know you're somewhere bad. <laughs> you know you're somewhere completely bad. I am exhausted. You were up all night uh, partying in Vegas? Up all night. I flew coach. Yeah. You had to fly coach? Yeah, I want to jump on the last flight to get here to do the meatball thing. And on your Twitter and your Instagram, you're bragging about being on first class all the way I to was. Vegas. On the way to Vegas, on the way back, oh, oh my God, it was, I was like cattle back there. <laughs> there was a kid, and he, he watched that 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 movie Rwanda. What was that? Uh, Black Panther. Oh, Black Panther, nice. Seen times this kid, and he's over and over again. Loud, he's got noise canceling. He's like, oh, yeah, kill him, yeah, yeah, kill him. I was gonna go. I didn't know what. I told the lady, I was like, listen, I got a thousand dollars in my sock. Yeah. Put me up there. I belong up there. <laughs> she, she. I belong up there. <laughs> Don't we all think that? No, I, felt, I felt it in my heart. It doesn't matter what you do for a living. Like, Everyone thinks they belong up in first class. I was like, I'm Spanish Panther. Put me up there. Immediately. <laughs> I'm drunk. Don't you understand? There was some kind of mistake. Yeah, don't give me gummy bears. That's not going to help anything. Don't appease me. <laughs> uh, sir, sir, I think there was some kind of mistake. I should be in first class. I kept, I'm like, put me up there. I told Lady Thousand. I was like, oh, we can't do that on the plane. We don't, you know, it's full up there. I go, get somebody out. Right. Somebody doesn't belong there. Get them out. Get him out! <laughs> it was the Dude. worst. So I've been walking around this airport looking for you. Look at this giant microphone. <laughs> Security's been looking at me like, why is this guy walking around with a giant microphone with a wire that is kind of going into? But look his at your pants. clothes, bro. It's like I don't know if you're Kanye or if you're the sleepy clothes. <laughs> oh, you want to know? What? These you- are my workout clothes. Oh. Bro, I've been up since 5 o'clock. I biked 10 miles. I had a nice breakfast. I had a beautiful green juice. I'm wide awake and ready to hang out with Carl for the day. I'm 12 Advils in and gummy bears. (laughs) How tired are you? I'm exhausted with humanity. This airport, this, they have to close this. This is a health hazard. And then I, uh, I was waiting around 
you know, trying to figure out which flight was yours because the whole board is messed up. Right. And then a flight came in from Honolulu. You should see how stupid the people look when you finally land back in Newark. Because when you're in Ho- Hawaii, the lay makes sense. Right. The stupid flower in the hair makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> As I say that, you got a shirt that only makes sense in Vegas. It's got, it's got two green martinis and it says Vegas. You know how I, I enjoy kind of a fruity cocktail? Oh. You're, you're representing the fruity cocktail on that shirt. Bro, Vegas was out of control. Really? Oh, my, let me tell you something. Traveling all in like that, yeah. it just, it, nobody touches you. No one even got near me. I'm just screaming out demands. <laughs> Coffee, and it happens. Battery pack, USB, and they, they rip it out of the wall and they give it to you. Nice. Oh, my God. You flew, you flew private from, what, L.A. to Vegas? No, all the way from San Francisco. Oh, San Francisco, yes. From Santa Rosa, where we were, to Vegas. It was only 42 minutes on this fucking Transformers G.I. Joe space plane. I couldn't believe it. Beautiful. This is just a microphone. We're good. Relax. People get very nervous. They're all, they all stare at this thing like, what? I don't think it's the microphone. I think it's your sleepy suit that you're wearing. This is my workout clothes. I'm wide awake. It looks like Granimals. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, we're podcasting right now. Did you know that? Oh, no, I don't, I don't care. I can't even see the microphone. I'm hammered. <laughs> we got to go to Dunkin' Donuts. I just want to pee in a cup and go to sleep on the side of the road. Um, so then I'm in the bathroom and I'm taking a dump and this whole thing falls out on the floor. And the microphone with the wire rolls out of the stall. And then I'm in complete panic because we're in an airport. And there might be HR in there. <laughs> hey, wait. <laughs> you got bathroom bad luck. I was laughing hard at that. And then I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a second. That's not funny anymore. We're in the airport now with a microphone. Exactly. That's why it's not funny anymore. Come on, let's try this. Now I got to just find my car. Where are you parked? I don't know. We'll figure it out. Wait, wait. Are you downstairs? I'm upstairs. Level three. Level three. Commit, bro. You gotta commit. Now we're locked in here. Now what? This is the problem with flying private. Oh my god. You would have been home by now. I I, I think the elevator's busted for real. Or they're trapping us in here so they could, like, uh, finally question me. Bro, I think we're stuck. Uh, This thing isn't moving. Wait, we're on level three. How do I get to back to my car? I got so excited to surprise you. Now I don't know where I parked. Yeah, but now you're adding to my anxiety. No, it's like a little like uh, like um, passenger bridge. You know what I'm saying? Oh, chill, chill. We're good. We're good. We're good. You, you say you're good when a cop asks you something. Well, they got automatic weapons. I got a little nervous. They don't know what to do with those things. Someone comes in here, they'll throw them right, they'll slide them right across the floor. That's true. All right, let's see where we have to go now. No, th- this isn't good. This is a terrible level. Let's let's turn back around. Oh, can I just go take a car service? Want me to call you an Uber? Just call me an Uber. This is stupid. Well, th- well also... You're looking at us because you're in pajamas with your little Che Guevara hat and your slipper slips. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think this is going to be the way. We're good. We're good. We're good. Asking you if you're good. Let me tell you something. Yeah, but it's the, it's the same thing when you go into a store and you walk out and you didn't buy anything. You, something in your mind makes you paranoid like, oh, shit. Are they going to follow me out thinking I uh, uh, I took something? What store are you paranoid in? An American girl? What store do you go to? <laughs> now, that I, now that I was so excited to, to pick you up, I don't even know. Where is that, like... 
Where is that, like, passenger bridge? Are you on fucking pills? <laughs> no, I'm not on fucking You're pills. Like Wait, let's try this. Are we going to the basement now? No, you don't understand. You don't see me in the morning usually. Oh, I think I found it. Oh, great. We're good, bro. No, I'm not on pills. This is how I am. I wake up early. I'm a morning person. I wish my boy's private plane right now crashed through that window and just <laughs> picked me up by a rope and got me out of here. The humidity, and it's raining, and it's cloudy. And every, let me tell you something. The level of ugly people, it's not like when you land in Miami. You're like, wow. You land here, and it's like, where am I? It looks like Chechnya. Yeah, but that's that's like a catch twenty two because when you go down to Miami, you realize that you're you're not that good looking of a human being when you're in Miami. I'm not good looking any in any airport. No, you're like a what would you be in Miami? You think a solid negative four? And what are you in Newark, New Jersey? A sixteen. That's what I'm talking about. Thank you. <laughs> that's what, exactly what I'm talking about. All right, I think I'm parked somewhere over here. Where, why'd you park so far? I wanted to save a few bucks. Jesus, Opie. <laughs> you already saved 7000 on clothes by just wearing a tarp. <laughs> What's wrong with my Merrells? Everything. Those are some serious dad shoes. Did you wear those when you went to go play records at your weird friend's house? Yeah, that's what I did. <laughs> hey, man, I'm coming over to play some records. Hey, bro, I think I found where I parked. This is good. So how was Vegas? Didn't you used to do this a lot, like walk around the streets with a microphone? Uh, no, never. Sweet. Perfect. No, I actually had a, a normal radio career. I never had to do this. Yeah, well, no, mine's, my radio career is a little different than yours. Bro, bad news. When I parked, I couldn't see the clouds. What do you, what do you mean? I think I'm on the wrong level. Let's just go out here and... the highest level. When I parked, I, I, I couldn't see the clouds, so I'm on the wrong level. Are you trying to tell me in some weird, ancient way that you're not on the top floor? Yes. You're seven. What? I didn't see the clouds. Oh, shoot. Now, now what do we do? We've got to take this down. All right, let's take this down. I think I'm on level three, wherever that is. It's raining, bro. Uh, uh, fuck this state. Driving you right to your cabin. I hope you appreciate this. Hey, right to the cabin. There's probably two raccoons living in there right now. <laughs> oh, that's not good. I can see the top of the elevator. Uh, no bueno when you can see the top of the elevator. It's like a new style, bro. It's like uh, it's kind of gonna. This is gonna be cool though. It's a glass elevator. Yeah, we got a fucking ride. It'll be wonderful. Any Dunkin' Donuts? You want a cigarette now? Cause you can't smoke in my car. That we can smoke in? We'll go half seats. That's my only request. Don't smoke in my car. Right, I won't smoke in my car. I'm gonna be really irate, let me tell you. <laughs> I thought you would have been smoking by now. Huh? I thought you would have been smoking by now. You know what? Give me your bag. No, you don't. It's too heavy. It's not heavy. You don't carry bags, Opie. I, I, I've got the hands of a jeweler. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're over here somewhere. I was trying to park as close to the, to the. Uh, you have a giant mommy SUV, right? Uh, yeah. Hit the alarm, Opie. Hit the alarm like like normal people do. Oh shit! Jesus! You know, you you, you think you're like an individual in America, and then you you walk into a garage and you realize everyone has the exact same car as you. Which black car is mine? Yours is the big one. It's got. I might have left the keys in the car. 
Shut up. <laughs> I swear to God, I'll start de- Look, I'm gonna start breaking windows. These are my keys for my apartment. Come on, Opie. Hold on, hold on. You should leave the house without somebody on, watching you. These I'm fucking Here's my batteries in case this Stop unit. Showing me shit. This, show me the keys. Well, I'm digging in Opie, my pockets. I'm, call the cops <laughs> I'm digging, my, I'm digging in my pockets. <laughs> oh, I, oh, wait. Here, there come you. over here. Come over here. There you are. Where? Over there. You see it? I see it. I don't see the clouds when I parked. <laughs> that made me almost jump off the parking deck. Why? No, who talks like that, Hope? Did you get any sleep on the plane? No, the kid watched Hotel Rwanda or whatever, that uh, Panther movie, 12 times, and he was mouthing the thing. Really? Kill him, kill him! And I'm telling the lady, just please let me go where I belong. Can I just sit in the first class bathroom? I won't say a word. <laughs> I don't belong back here. I love that. <laughs> you know, I was just in desperation back there. I'm like, do my miles work? They're like, no, you got this flight last second. And I'm in the middle seat. Uh-oh. No, you had to do middle seat? Middle seat, exit row. So the seat didn't recline. On a, on a red-eye flight? And the first thing I got to do is talk to you about, I didn't see the clouds when I parked. Oh, bro, this is in my car. For real. Uh, let's try this. Opie, hit the button. I think we're on the other side of this. Oh, wait. I think it's over there. Oh, God. I got a spot for you, lady, if you want it. Don't, I'm over here. don't listen to him. Oh, okay. He's, nothing, he's no good. What, what did she say? She said, ah, I'm from Newark. I need coffee, man. I need a cup of coffee. I need some hash browns. Where are we getting our hash browns from today? We'll go up by the diner by my house. All right. I got to hurry up, though. I got a kid's party. Why don't you cancel those things? I told you how to cancel them. I can't cancel a kid's party when it's my kid's oh, party. It's yours? Well, then have someone call in and cancel it for you, then. Doing a little laser tagging today. Oh, that's pretty cool. Do you do it? Yeah, why not? No, you don't. Of course I do. How bad are you at laser tag? You can't find your car. How many times do you get shot up in the first 15 seconds? Oh, yeah, I can't find my car? Watch this. Didn't take any time at all. I'm exhausted. We've been here too long. Let's put your bag in the back. All nice and comfortable. There you go. Oh, Oh, man, I missed out on a good sound. You know they love sounds on podcasts. I think you like sounds on podcasts. (laughs) I think that's all you open. All right, I, get that microphone on my face. I feel like I'm on Spanish news. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to walk over here and let Carl enjoy his cigarette. He's babbling. He doesn't seem to be in a good mood. I was hoping that, I was hoping that you'd appreciate this, Carl. Now he's blowing snot rockets. That's a beautiful look you got. <laughs> your Vegas shirt on with a bunch of cocktails I absolutely would drink. <laughs> You're smoking a cigarette, blowing uh, snot rockets. Man. <coughs> oh, there it is. <coughs> oh, I'm being birthed back into Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> like a little baby. You gotta get all this stuff out of my orifice. That's when you know you're home. That's when I know I'm home. A big piece of muffler just came out of my nose. <laughs> Alright, we're getting out of here. I, look, I already dinged it. Oh, you dinged it? I hit again. I, well, I didn't ding it on purpose, oh, but... I was a Philly Flyers fan. Well, oh, ding that thing. Hell fucking no. Oh, I, I, this Tesla. I got I got family in Philly. I did ding this car, though. I'm looking at it. 
You know what? I think we're good. I think we're good. All right. Ah. There you go, Carl. Wow. Isn't this a nice surprise? Yeah, awesome, man. <laughs> awesome. How was Guy Fieri? How was Grocery Games? How was uh, Northern California? I love it out there. But what I'm realizing is in California, there's almost no middle class. Either you're rich or you're poor. Isn't that most of California? Yeah, it's just odd. I would move to Northern California in a oh, second. Everybody looks like you. Everybody, Everybody's rich with homemade clothes, eating acai berries. It's called a sai. You're yeah. a chef. It's a sai berry. I don't, I don't mention stuff that we share with eating with pets. I, I don't eat that garbage. <laughs> I'm eating cheeseburgers all day. God, I, I had a trash can nachos today. And then uh, the event was called Vegas Uncorked. And everybody was there. Gordon Ramsay. The whole everybody, right? And since I was one of the chefs, I get to walk behind everybody. So I'm fucked sitting there eating all the food from Nobu. And then I hear someone go, tell that guy in the back to stop. We have nothing to serve. I must add like 90 salmon tartars because I'm hammered. <laughs> <laughs> you got to you gotta do a little capers in the salmon tartar, 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 tartar. Yeah, right? I had fried caper berries in it. See, I know, I know a little bit about this stuff. You picked that one ingredient, Opie. One ingredient. Capers rule. Okay. Julia Childs, pump your brakes. Look at how, look at the color. This color of life doesn't exist in California. This slate gray, decaying color. Ugh. It's the worst when you go on vacation and you fly back into Newark, and it's almost a guarantee you're going to just see this grayness. And it puts you into a deep depression right away. When we were walking onto the plane, even though we were in the in the prison section of the plane. Do you have your parking card? I got a parking card, but I don't know if I have cash. I got cash. Well, I don't want you to, to pay for this. Do they take I, credit I, cards? I don't pay for anything to move this along. I think we're doing pretty good. You don't have your seatbelt on. You have the the, the Spanish Wait, can I just, microphone in front of me. Can I just easy pass out of the airport? Do you have Easy Pass? Uh, yes, I do. I don't know what a plus is. Well, let's find out. Go. All right, let's find out. Easy Pass Plus. I swear to God, I have no idea. If not, I guess we got to just... Uh... Oh, let me ask this lady. No, don't. With the microphone. You look like Gary Gnu. Stop it. <laughs> Who's Gary Gnu? From the Great Space Coaster. You don't remember? There's no Gnu's like Gary Gnu? The news on the Great Space Coaster? I never watched the spa the English. Great Space Coaster. That's how you learned English? Yeah, my parents didn't know English. They were in a house like crickets. <laughs> excuse, excuse me, ma'am. Can I use my Easy Pass or does it have to be an Easy Pass Plus? What is an Easy here, Pass Plus? Oh. Uh, you'll take cash? You don't take cash. What do I do? All right, let's put the ticket in. She said put the ticket in first. Let me back up. Let's make this proper. Now, where's the slot for the ticket? Oh, I see it. Oh, my God. Why are you talking to people at work? Huh? She thinks you're an idiot. She doesn't think I'm an idiot. She's... Excuse me, ma'am. Ma'am. Ma you're an idiot, right? No, no, no. Oh, hell yeah, yeah, yeah. She's saying, no, no, no. I don't know if the microphone picked no, that up. Yes. Oh, you, you take my easy pass now? Now she's taking my easy pass. This is great for the podcast. This is fucking great shit. This is why you don't have that many friends, because you talk to people like a crazy person. 
I have easy pass plus, baby. Oh, I just, oh, oops, I, I almost uh, reversed into the, the car. She's done with you, Opie. You like me, right, ma'am? See, I I, I I gave her a little. I, she's she's laughing, and if this wasn't a unidirectional mic, you would have heard her laughing with me, not at me, Carl. Can you hold the microphone? I got to put a seatbelt on. Can I hold it outside the window? Yes. <laughs> oh my god! Do I have Easy Pass Plus? <laughs> Dude, you can have fun all day long oh if you God. choose to. Scott Shannon picked me up. <laughs> I'm, I'm not doing the radio voice thing. Hey, Carl. How was your trip? <laughs> I didn't do that, you son of a bitch. <laughs> this is this is me. Opie Shannon picking up the Cuban. Now, how do we get out of here? What uh, Which which one do we pick? You got to go oh, uh, this way. You don't, you don't. You can't read English, can you? What, what, which one is this way? Just, right, right or left? All those things that say highways go this way. That, that has highways too. Yeah, that might have been the way. For real? For reals? Oh, come on, man. I, I'll put it in my GPS. All right, put it in the GPS. Let's uh, get you home. Uh, let's see. Seven Nation Army couldn't hold no, no, me no, no, no. back. Boom, 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 boom. This might be the way, Carl. Starting route to 82. Whoa, 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 whoa. All right. Well, just tell me where I'm going. Yeah, I-78, of course. Everyone knows it's I-78. West. Driving and podcasting. This is new media at its best. It is new media at its best. I should have took a car service. Merge onto I-78 All right, we don't, Do you need to talk to her anymore? No, we don't need to talk to her, but just fucking keep that on so I know where I'm going. I-78 East, you said? West, bro. It said West three times. Oh, West. Okay. Well, it's hard to drive and try to be, you know, a content provider. You're not, uh, you're not uh, A.J. Foyt without the microphone, so. <laughs> A.J. Foyt? Wow. Holy shit. <laughs> I was watching stuff on Netflix. <laughs> I should have at least went Jimmy Stewart. Uh, who? Jimmy Stewart. Isn't from Wonderful Life? Uh, oh, not Jimmy Stewart. Is it, isn't he... <laughs> Wait, who's the race? Who's oh, go AJ Foot. You should have said at least, you know, Thumbelina. Like, wait, now you're questioning me. Stewart's uh, not a racer. He was in a Wonderful Life. No, I little... know that Jimmy Stewart. Who's the race car driver that sounds like Jimmy Stewart? I don't know. I don't know what they sound like. Oh, I'm gonna be embarrassed if if I uh, got that wrong. Vic Henley. You should have brought Vic Henley around. Tell us two sugar slider stories and then his favorite song of every minute of his life. <laughs> I podcasted with him and Sherrod. We had a great time. Yeah, I had a sty in my eye, and I was listening to Di Diana Ross, 1978 vinyl. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I'll tell you, you know, you, you joke about his music knowledge, but I did bring up on the podcast I did with Sherrod and Vic Henley, I told him that the Cuban, Carl Ruiz, right. uh, lost his virginity at 12 years old to uh, uh, a famous R&B singer's daughter. Right. And I think Vic Henley nailed it. No, he didn't. He wouldn't know it. I think he nailed it, and I'm scared to even tell you who, well, who his don't guest say was. Still know everybody. Don't say it. Well, he said it on the podcast. Well, do what they do in the government. Uh, what do they do that when they block things out on the dossier? Redacted. Redact that shit. <laughs> redact that shit. You, you want me to take a big black marker to the podcast? Yes, redact it. Tell Timmy. Tell Tim Savian. <laughs> Put on his little blue glasses and do a little redaction. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, just to set the scene, we're uh, we're driving Carl back to his creepy cabin. Can I can I help set the scene? Yeah, you can you, please. He's he's driving at 11 miles an hour, <laughs> and now he's just went in, just randomly went into another lane. Yeah, this I feel like I'm in a parade. Like we're the parade car. That's the speed that you're doing. I'm not the best multitasker. I got to make this sound good, and then I got to make sure I drive uh, Lamb Chop home safely. <laughs> lamb Chop. <laughs> what possessed you to come and mess my day up so bad? Oh, you love this. I know you love oh, this. Yeah. I mean, what's better than this? I mean, sure, you could have been in an Uber and probably home by now, and you would have slept the whole way, all yeah. nice and comfortable. Or you could listen to my my oh, bullshit. To Do my easy pass plus work? <laughs> they like noises. People in podcasts like noise. They're gonna like the noise of me opening the door and jumping into traffic. <laughs> they love noises. Let me let me go over the noises they heard today. They heard the airport uh, doors, right. automatic doors opening. That was a good sound for the podcast. They heard you uh, definitely cough as a sign that you're back in Newark. Oh. I don't think I picked up on the rocket, uh, the snot rocket, unfortunately. That would have been huge for the podcast. They started building at like 30,000 feet. They heard uh, the sound of me not having my seatbelt on. They heard the start of the car, I believe. So we're good with the with the sounds for the podcast this this time around. Awesome, bro! Just really awesome with the sounds. So why don't you try to do? Why don't you try to hear? Let them hear the sound of going sixty five miles an hour. I'm going a, a nice sixty right now. Kilometers. <laughs> How was the taping for Grocery Game? Oh, it was awesome. I, I love that show. It, it was so fun. Can I, can I ask you something? I'm confused and, yeah. and for real. You know, I've known you a while, and you did grocery games. Wasn't it sort of supposed to be kind of one and done, and now you're just like a regular on the show? Well, here's here's what happens, right? Um, number one, I'm funny, and a lot of the chefs aren't funny, so they didn't make it. And that's basically what it is. I think it's – I was only supposed to do one, and then I won this this championship thing. But what happens is – you know, people call in, they write in, they tweet, and, and they're like, wow, this guy has, like, you know, people like him. They're rooting for him. And I think that was a big part of it. And I also think a part of it is I talk to everybody. I talk to the camera people. I talk to the audio people. I know everybody. Everybody, I give them a nickname. Hey, Lazy Eye. Hey, Fish Face. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, they're Jersey nicknames. But they, they like them. You know what I mean? Like, uh, there's this one kid who has, like, rosacea, and we call him Cheeks. <laughs> Well, I call him Cheeks. <laughs> That's so fucking rude. And I'm like, hey, Cheeks. So then I saw him this I saw him this time, and I was a little, I was cloudy. I was talking to somebody, and he walked by, and he, he looks at me, and I don't acknowledge him. He goes, hey, hey, it's me, Cheeks. I'm like, oh, Cheeks. How you doing, brother? Look at that face. What, are you sleeping in a pile of snow? You know what I mean? <laughs> so then I changed it to Frostbite face. Just, you know, you know what I mean? Just to switch it up, but... I think that goes a long way. You know what I mean? I, I talk to all the producers. Every time I every time I ch I battle on the you know in the thing, after I go into the video village where they all are, I shake everybody's hand. I thank them for letting me be there. I don't do diva stuff because some people. Oh, 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 wow! They think they're famous, <laughs> like, but for, only them. 
For what? What do they think oh. they're famous for? I they like I don't know. We're doing the exact same thing. But they come in like to the hotel. There's issues with everything, and oh, how's your room? Did did you get that draft? I'm like that draft. We're in Northern California. It's an amazing draft. Open a window, you weirdo. But um, people get weird. They get, and then I think you know the people. Those people start getting less and less jobs. Meanwhile, I'm like, what do you want me to change some light bulbs? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you're humble, man. Yeah, that's what makes that's what make uh, makes people really enjoy you. You know, and I get ex- and I think and and guy likes me because I get excited for stuff. Like people don't get excited. Like on the for the private plane, I'm high fiving the pilot, taking pictures, making noises, vroom vroom, shoo shoo, choo choo, laser. I'm all excited. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I gotta call you out on that. So then, why can't I be excited about my Easy Pass Plus? It's the same type of thing. I'm like, yeah, I got an Easy Pass Plus. What's up, ma'am? How are you? We're high fiving, and you're all annoyed. Well, first of all, when it's I'm not, not the same thing. No, because I'm not walking around with my Pat Sajak's fucking microphone from 1978 that Timmy stole from somebody that was sleeping on the side of the street. <laughs> this microphone is I'm way too big. I'm coming in a Westwood One microphone. <laughs> this thing is way too big, man. Okay. That thing couldn't even be a sex toy. It's too big. Like, it look, ridiculous. I think everyone knows by now I've been humbled. But you know what? You know what? I got to demand some things. Don't, don't you think? Listen up. Let me go in that office and let me. Do, I'll, I'll, go, I'll knock on any door. I don't care what it says. I'll say, hey, cuz, can I get a microphone that weighs less than a dumbbell? I don't even want to hold it. It's so embarrassing. <laughs> it doesn't even have buttons on it. No, it has nothing. I don't, I don't, every time I turn this thing on, too, I have no idea if we're even recording. Like little Timmy got you a straight up karaoke kit. <laughs> <laughs> My life sucks. <laughs> The first time I saw it, I'm like, what are you, was that a lightsaber? Are we playing Star Wars today? Oh, my God. I got to ask you about Guy Fieri's ranch, man, because you Instagram some stuff and, you know, tweet some stuff and you go live from there. Right. How awesome is that place? And it's somewhere in Northern California, huh? Yeah, it's, all, it's, it's undisclosed. And even if I told you where it is, you can't find it. I would assume that. It is acres and acres and acres of complete serenity. I watched a goat be born. I wanted to eat it right then and there. That's oh, a, okay. so tender. I, I'm just looking at it. I'm like, oh, a little bang it out with a little onions and garlic. Can I, ask, I got to ask you about that for real. So you, you see a goat uh, being born. Yeah. Right there, it would almost make me never. Well, I don't like goat to begin with, but, you know, uh, insert another animal here. It would make it tough for me to eat that animal. A, a what? <laughs> Wait, which way are we going? Um, oh, no, shit. No, uh, where? Just Straight? Where you are? Stop with the white panic. Are you sure? Yes. Look. Oh, okay. Uh, so you could see a, a goat being born, and the first thought is how tender that is, and how you want to cook it up. It, it, they just end up being tender at that age. Um, have you ever hung out with goats for more than five minutes? Yeah, they're annoying as fuck. You want to eat them just out of spite? Like they make you so angry. They, 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 absolutely They go for your balls Every time Not only that Like there was this one goat I called him King Dummy Right And he was beautiful He was black And he had a big Billy goat beard And they have an electric fence Right And these They're, they're like the, He must have I don't know 150 goats Because it's so much property And they, they 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 eat all the grass It's unbelievable And they eat all the poison oak They eat everything Right yeah. They'll eat each other They're really dumb Right so, I'm sitting in the in uh, one of those little four by four uh, 
thingies and uh, Polaris things. And I'm watching this goat come up to the electric fence, shock his face all the way, <clears throat> makes a noise, bah, right? Backs up an inch and then does it again and again and again. I'm like, that's food. That's not an animal. That's food. If, if, it, if an animal is just doing that constantly, you just eat them. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? Because he's you're, not doing much better on his own. Can you hold the steering wheel? I want to see if we're still recording. Oh, my God. I'm serious. I don't know. we got good stuff here. All right, we're still recording. All right, your iPod's Yeah! Well, that little maneuver got us down to 38 miles an hour. <laughs> I'll get us right back up to 55 in no time. Oh, my God. You drive like I feel like I'm getting my license. Like a license, like a driving instructor. Can you buy the car with an extra pedal here? I can't get my brain right because I'm trying to podcast and I'm trying to drive at the same time and my brain is very confused right now. I was I was dancing the Macarena on Caesars just a couple hours ago. And an hour before that, I was singing Journey on a private plane drinking Pacificos and eating M&Ms. So oh. your mind is right? Which Journey song? Don't Stop or don't Did stop You Go Lights? Old school. You went, you went Don't Stop. And then Wheels on the Thing Keep on Turning. What's that one? Wheels in the Sky. Wheels in the nice. Sky. And then the Sopranos one. That's the Don't Stop Believing. Yeah. Vic Henley would have loved it. He would have ruined the whole flight. Well, he would have had too much music knowledge. Yeah, he would have been like, hey, God, Steve Perry had a hangnail in 1977. I have it. You want to see it? To the locket. That's so true. I, I, I would have just punched him in the face. I loved hanging out with those guys. Uh, the podcast turned out really well. And uh, we were at that uh, beer culture place, Gebhardt's. I love that place. That's a really nice place. And they really took care of us. So that's going to be one of our joints we go to a lot. But uh, What do you think taking care of? Because me coming from Vegas, me taking care of is they brought me more bubble bath stuff upstairs and while I was in the bubble bath. Well, that's a, that's a good question because even Timmy said, you know, I'm plugging Gebhardt's. And he's like, you know, if you're going to be plugging this place, they should, they should at least uh, have the drinks on the house. Who said that? Timmy said that. But I was just appreciative that they opened up their doors for us. They got a great location. And I, I even said uh, to the owner, Matt, that, you know, we're paying for our drinks. Don't you dare. And Timmy's like, you know, they're getting free advertising. They should they should uh, pick up one, the tab. I just want to know one thing. Timmy's complaining about the beers. And you're sitting at Gephardt's with that Geiger counter from Russia. Crazy. Yeah, I had to set up the podcast equipment, and i I got to be honest with you. Did you show up with that big Pelican case? Yes, I did, and you I set like up. One of those Chinese ladies that's selling CDs still and DVDs. <laughs> I set the whole thing up, and I think the owner was a little annoyed with me because his customers were tripping over all the wires. Dude, the wires on that thing look like rat's tails. I mean, have you ever watched Joe Rogan? He's not walking around with that. He has like It looks like normal stuff. Baby steps, bro. Joe Rogan has been podcasting for years at this point. He's got a massive following. We're just getting started. I understand baby steps, but maybe this baby should go to the hospital and get him checked out because maybe he's sickly. <laughs> <laughs> and then people spilled beer on the equipment. It was it was a mess. And uh, How long did Sherrod have it in the red? Yeah! God. When I was editing the thing, I, I was cursing Sherrod. I'm like, will you back off the mic when you're screaming, yeah! Once he gets fired up, forget it. I had to edit out 
uh, a bunch of stuff just because he uh, he was just so loud into the microphone. It was killing me. How was their, uh, how was their energy after a couple of beers? Vic Henley turns into a fuck you machine and Sherrod goes to sleep. Well, that was the problem. The first hour was awesome. We crushed it. And then the second hour was an editing nightmare. I don't want to edit these podcasts in general because I, I just like the natural flow of shit. But I absolutely had to edit because there was way too much just drunken babble going on that didn't go anywhere. You're lucky I wasn't there because I would have been worse because I drink hard alcohol and then I get them fired up. Well, we were drinking the Al Capone uh, bourbon. Right. Why are you crossing lanes? Why, why would you even go into this lane? Because You're in the fast lane. I, I'm in the fast lane, but I'm also trying to fucking uh, podcast. I'm serious. I'm having a tough time doing both right now. All bullshit aside, I hate this microphone. It's really... I mean, people can tell. It's so big that people in other cars know we're podcasting. <laughs> Stop. We're on Route 80. Stop focusing on the, uh, on the microphone. They just bother me. Um, and we were drinking the Grandpa beers. We had a really, really, really good time there. So, And, and people loved the podcast, which was uh, very nice to see. And they also loved the, the, the podcast you did about IPAs out there in California. Oh, that was really fun. Ben Perry was really cool. He was awesome. He reached out to me afterwards and said, hey, man, thanks for the opportunity. Uh, anything else you want from me, please just uh, ask oh, I gotta, me. I give him a whole laundry list of stuff that I want. By the way, he, he, uh, he wrote me and said, I am sending Carl a ton of IPAs and a ton of merch. Make sure he hands some of that stuff off to you. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. So do you like IPAs now? Nope. <laughs> but you like the one or two that he gave but, you. Like I said in the thing, I mean, he's bringing me some superior stuff. The West Coast, the IPAs are a little out of control. I think the East Coast, um, I think Treehouse, and there's a couple places in, in Massachusetts that are doing... Vermont, Massachusetts, Maine. I think that's where you're going to find a better East Coast balance. I think we have, a, we have a different palette. We have more sensibility. We're in California. Everyone is so high. <laughs> like They're like, make it taste like a dragon. You know what I mean? Like, it's too much. But uh, Lagunitas is good. Lagunitas is a good company. Well, I learned on the, the podcast that they actually make some IPAs for, for uh, pot smokers. I didn't know that. The one that I drank was for pot smokers. But why is that? It's kind of an oxymoron because they probably don't have any money and it's like 14 bucks. <laughs> I don't say a lot of... But it, it sells out immediately. Well, everything's turned up on it. All the, all the flavors are turned up to a thousand. And that's what... Uh, go right here. You got to go to 80. No, no, you are where you are. Don't automatically hit the blinker and make a K-turn. You just said go over here. You're over here. You see my hand? It's straight. You go over here. Well, you over already hit the blinker like you're in the mall parking lot. Wow, found a space. If I'm going straight, you don't go go over here because that means i got to make a move. Everyone knows that. Nobody knows that, Opie. So I, I had no idea that uh, IPAs for pot smokers was truly a thing. That, oh, yeah. that was kind of fascinating to learn. It was, truly, it was truly a thing, man, and it was unbelievable. I thought I would really like IPAs because I went through a wine phase, and I'm out of that, thank God. Uh, went back to beer. You started, you started boozing on wine heavy, right? And then you started, they started tricking you at the, at the uh, liquor store to buy all the expensive stuff that's not worth it. No, the opposite. We, we've uh, we've discussed this, but I, I got into wine, and I really started getting into relatively expensive wines. I, I mean, you know, it's endless how expensive these damn things could be. Yeah. But I'm talking like on the level of like Duckhorn, Silver Oak, uh, Opus, or Opus, yeah, Opus, um, and a few others. And you're drinking? I was at the time. Is that bad? 
Yeah, those, I mean, the Opus, Silver Oak and stuff, that's kind of like Thurston Howley. Well, Silver Oak and uh, Duckhorn are certainly my favorite wines. I, I, I'm I'm kind of a newbie still. I don't really know much about it, but... Yeah, but those are like the ones that are always in the glass case by the cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, and I was, I was spending fucking good money on it. That's $200 a bottle, Opie. It's only 750 liters. I could throw a party with Jack Daniels. For, what are you doing? Don't touch the blinker. You're on Route 80 now, bro. You're good. All right, we're good. I can relax a little bit. You haven't been relaxing at 40 miles an hour? <laughs> You're tense. <laughs> I wish this was a visual because, look, I'm going 58 miles an hour. This car has a lot of sound deadening and it feels slow. So you got to go like 90. No, so, so what happened was I went into this uh, wine store on Columbus Avenue in New York City. It's around, I think they called 67 Wine or something. It's a really famous wine store that's been there forever. And I went in and there was this Asian lady. Not that that's important to the story, but she was Asian. And I go, hey, man, I want to get a bottle of, I think it was Duckhorn at the time. She looked at me and started laughing. Why would she laugh at you? She goes, oh, you stupid white boy. She goes, follow me. We go upstairs. And then she shows me all these wines with really, really nice labels. I don't remember the names, which is important to the story, actually. She goes, you see all these wines that are only, I think it was about $15 a bottle. She goes, all these wines right here are just as good as Duckhorn, just as good as Silver Oak. And I go, well, why is it uh, so cheap? Why isn't it like, you know, $100 a bottle or whatever, whatever I was spending at the time? And she goes, the only reason is because of the marketing. Are you yawning at my story or? Are you no, yawning? Because I've been on a plane in the cattle section for seven hours. I figured I'd carry my weight on the podcast, and now you're yawning at me. So I at you. I was yawning at, at me. I'm a little insecure these days. Okay. Go ahead, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but she goes. Hang out the wine story. Hang <laughs> out the wine story. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, when I'm with you, I feel like I need to show you that I know some knowledge about food and uh, and wine. How, how is this this wine story that you can't land yet, right? You're telling me. Well, it's tough to land it when in the middle of it you hear from uh, the passenger seat. <laughs> 80 West. Hit the blinker now. Come. 80 West. I got the blinker on. We're moving over to the granny lane. <coughs> so anyway, she goes... Uh, she goes, the only reason these wines aren't as expensive as Duckhorn and Silver Oak is because no one knows about them, but they're just as tasty. Yeah, she's absolutely right. She's absolutely right. There's a lot of wines that are better than Duckhorn, and and we'll get into it, Opie. I'm going to start showing you um, how to read a label and how to figure it out. Well, that would be... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> All right, fuck you then. I'm not telling you nothing. <laughs> but she goes, you know, some of these wines, uh, one of these days, they'll have the right marketing and the funding behind it, and they will get their prices way up there. And then that's when I realized that these wine stores in the neighborhood that were uh, advertising, uh, help me out, but it's something like, you know, there's not a bottle in here over $20 or whatever, right. and they pride themselves. You walk in, they're really, really, really nice. And it's that it's that same vibe that they know true wine drinkers uh, know how to find the the cheaper bottles of wine and, and they're not sacrificing taste. You know those nice wine people are the reason I don't drink a lot of wine because I find them annoying. Like in California, 
they know so much. Like, I went into a store, and it's the same guy. He's got, like, the salt, pepper, goat tea, but only the middle part under his lip. You know what I mean? It's, it's long, and he's got, like, meditation beads, everything that I hate, right? And he's got that handmade clothes, like, that homemade clothes like you have, like, with no dyes or anything, like, just natural gray, I guess, how it comes off the tree or whatever, just, like, whatever. Right? You know, as you were describing this guy, just when I was going to pop in, hey, man, do you have his number? It sounds like... <laughs> Sounds like I could, I could find a new friend. You yeah. go, it's everything I hate. And I'm like, and then I, I get annoyed because I, I have a different cadence to my life. You know what I mean? And the guy's like, hey, buddy, what are you looking for? I'm like, wine, dude. I got to get out of here. The Uber's running outside. All of a sudden, he's like, why don't we just try some stuff and see what you, where you're at? I'm like, where I'm at is I'm going to break a bottle over your head. I got to get out of here. Like, it's too much. Too much help. Is the same as no help at all. Because then they give you all this half of information. I don't know. He's like, this is from the north side of the mountain. I'm like, fucking boo. I want to go. And then I end up just buying anything. Whatever's like, in, whatever's in the nicest pyramid in the front, I, I take it. And then I'm pissed off because it usually sucks. Yeah, well, I'm not, like I said, I'm not into the wine anymore. I finally got out of that, but, and then went back into beers. And then at that point, IPAs exploded. So I would have... I was I was thinking I would really really enjoy the IPAs and uh, man I've tried a million of them and I just simply don't like the bitterness of them. No, I I don't either. I mean I remember before the beer craze how peaceful it was to go to the liquor store. Like you would go there and you had some Belgian ales, you know, you had some Belgian beautiful, you had some Trappist ales and all this Belgian beautiful stuff like Chimay and Duvel and so that was your high end stuff. Um, and then you had your St. Pauli girl and your Michelob and all that stuff. And then you had one or two dum-dums that were doing like Samuel Adams with the cherry wheat. And everyone would get all nuts. You know what I mean? I did. I did Sam Adams cherry wheat. <laughs> oh, man. For a little while, I, I really did. It comes with a built-in headache. Oh, my yeah. Lord. Yeah, because there's too much stuff in there. But uh, You mentioned Chimay's. I, I went through a Chimay phase, too. I loved Chimay's. Dude, I love Chimay. And they're pretty good at it because they've been making it for like 37,000 years. So they know what they're doing. So where I'm at with beer is very simple. I, I, yeah, yeah, I do like some of the fruity beers. I really do like some of the grapefruit beers. Right. Um, but then I'm really going back old school. And that's why I like Gephardt's on the Upper West Side, that beer culture place that is going to be one of our regular joints for right. podcasting. They, uh, The owner even said it. He calls them grandpa beers, Schlitz, Peels. But I, but I don't think he's got Peels yet. But old Milwaukee's got all those old school cheap beers, and I really like the taste of them again. I do too. I'm with you, man. I I like cheap Chinese beer, like Singao and all those. I love those. What was the beer you turned me on to when we went to lunch with Timmy? That we were at a Chinese restaurant, and that beer was awesome. Oh, that was Singao. It was. T S. Yeah, it's so good. They sell them in mini kegs, and I keep one in my fridge. But then I drink the whole thing, and then nothing. Far away do you live? I don't remember it taking this long uh, when we, you well, know, you podcasted. You were driving highway speed the last time you came here. Yeah, I think I was. I mean, we've been we've been at this for a long time now, man. It is the next exit. This exit. The next exit, Opie. You're gonna flip the truck. I almost pulled a Starsky and Hutch. Oh my God, and that's all I need is to die with Opie in a car with Tim Sabian's 1982 podcast equipment. <laughs> Did they say they're bringing new equipment? Are they making it? Is it custom? Like, does it say Opster on it? I should have it any day. That's what they keep saying. 
Just to finish up the beer discussion, I also like the Japanese beers when I have sushi. I love, I love Japanese beers like Kirin and all they're, all they're delicious. I love all that stuff. Here in light, I, I like a beer that is like just very, what's the word, thin, light? What is it? I like to use the word crisp. Yes. Right? They're crisp. IPAs, they're like, Carlos, no matter. I'm like, I don't know. I've had four beers and I'm thirstier than when I started. I feel like someone's got a squirt gun with vinegar and they keep shooting it in my mouth. This exit right here. Oh, yeah. That means we're close to the diner, aren't we? Oh, yeah, my favorite diner. Are we gonna, you got time to eat or no? You got to hit the kids' corner. Uh, well, it's diner food, so yeah, I have time, but we got to go quick. Okay. Are we going to talk fast? Like, all right, man. <laughs> <laughs> Getting off the exit, I'm driving Carl back to his creepy that's, cabin. That's the voice you're using with the lady. I got easy pass plus. <laughs> People love the podcast from the creepy cabin. It's a nice little thing, right? You know the request in the, the creepy cabin on a t-shirt? That'd be funny. As, I'll, as long as the cabin's uh, black, the t-shirt's got to be black. Got to be black with the cabin? Yeah, black with the cabin. With the snow on it and everything. Uh, yes, man. It looks a lot like the Fargo cabin, right? Absolutely. But I got I th- another snot rocket developing now. But I think we're going to sell the creepy cabin t-shirt on my website. That's and uh, all the money will go to Carl Ruiz. I don't, I don't want money for the Creepy Cabin t-shirt, but get yours now at opiradio.com. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> I'd like to re-donate that money to get you a smaller microphone. That would be nice. <laughs> all right, where are we parked? God damn, this place is packed. You think we could eat fast because I really do have to go? Yes, I, yes, but don't add in, I don't like to eat with anxiety. So I need, look at the size of those turkey buzzards up there. Where? Up there. On top of that red building, they're giant. Look at them. Holy shit, what is that? Those are turkey buzzards. Look, they're everywhere. Look, look at them. Those things will light you up. What's that from Jurassic Park That's soaring tur- above us? Oh, yeah, I can't say turkey buzzard again. I'm going to get an aneurysm. Wait, that really is a turkey buzzard they're that's turkey that's buzzard. soaring above us? Yeah. It hasn't flapped its wings no, once. No, it's because, like a glider. Well, that's what, how they, they fly. Look at them. Look at them up on top of the building. Look at them. Look at them. Look at them. Look at how they walk, how nasty they walk. I honestly have never seen a turkey buzzer. What's, oh, what's their deal? Mean. They, they, they're uh, scavengers. So you see them all here? There's something either dying or it's about to die. Look at them. Look at them all. And they just sit and watch you. Like those are the birds. Like They're like vultures. So like say you like, say you break a leg down there. By the, you see them over by the rocks? You say you break your leg and you, you can't leave and you're starting to die. This is what's going to happen to you. All these guys start showing up, and they'll start pecking at you. As you look at the size of them. What do you think they'll peck uh, first at you? They, soft parts, eyes, asshole, pee pee balls, ball no. bag, ball bags out. That's first thing out. But usually, a lot of parts of your face and your butt. You ever see a you ever see a deer on the side of the road, and it, they eat them from the from the back out. They eat its ass first. Oh yeah, look at any deer on the side of the road. What the hell is that about? They must be fans of Andy Cohen. Oh Jesus Christ, Opie! We're trying to be nice. That was that was fun. That was fun though. That was fun. A little fun jab. Podcast noises. All right. Ah, oh, Carl, isn't it great to be up early in the morning? This shirt is ridiculous. <laughs> you know how a lot of times you're embarrassed by me. Right, you're embarrassed. I'm embarrassed. I can see. I can see that. Can you button up I'm your jacket? A, I'm not. A, it's not. A, it's a vest. Let's go this way. All right, let's go. 
Uh, I'm not at my best, Opie. I'm, like, I'm going to say I'm not at my best. Ah, uh, Carl, Carl, Carl. Those turkey buzzards are fucking scary. Now, if we walk up to them, will they just leave us alone? They'll fight you. For if real? No food over there, they'll come. They'll swoop at you. Let's go feed the turkey buzzards after the diner. Turkey buzzards. All right, we'll bring something to them. Do you want to see them up close? I kind of do, to be honest with you. Where to hit? Run because they'll cover you with poop, and they poop like. Oh shit! The hell was that? Another one. I just heard one. Yeah, yeah. That's the sound they make. It's like a flying turkey. That's a blue jay. I'm not used to nature. It's a blue jay. Oh. Okay. Oh my goodness, Opie, take a Valium. You, your fear put out my cigarette. <laughs> your absolute fear extinguished my cigarette. Are you going to be embarrassed as we walk in with the podcast equipment? 100%. Right, let's get in there. Where are the hash browns right, at? I'm going to go take a piss. You can talk to everybody. Right, well, get me a table first. Hi. Table for two. Oh, this is perfect podcast sounds. Now we're in the diner. I hate when you talk like that. I hate it more than anything. No, I'm whispering because I, they they sat us like in the middle of everybody, and now I'm shy. Are you are you shy, Carl? No, I, I'm embarrassed, but I'm not shy. Why are you embarrassed? Because you're leaning into the little coffee creamer, saying, "I think that we sat us in front of everybody." Like then everyone looks at us. Hi, Holly. Thank you. I'm yeah. gonna go. You ready? Opie's ready. Go ahead, bike, bang it up. I'm not ready. What do you want? I'm gonna have two poached eggs okay. with uh, sausage and uh, buttered white toast. Okay. And I'll have. Uh, do you have any like yogurt parfaits? Mm-hmm. Uh, right here. Ooh, that's nice. I gotta eat like a man though. I'm with Carl. <laughs> how does how does a man eat? <laughs> eggs and bacon. Eggs and bacon. <laughs> What about this Sedona eggs, Benny? That works. Yeah, just to say yes to everything. So uh, that looks boring. You know what? That that sounds that good. Not look boring. <laughs> it's it, it's good, right? Yeah. Two poached eggs, toasted English muffin, grilled ham, avocado, fresh grilled vegetables. That's perfect. All right, can you put the the sauce on the side? Oh, of course. Sure. What's wrong with putting the sauce on the side? Just get it done, Ope. <laughs> <laughs> She's annoyed with me. You think? All right. Let me, uh, I need some coffee badly. You don't drink coffee in the morning? No, it makes me nervous. You really don't drink coffee? I only drink espresso uh, when I'm in Miami, which is probably the last place I should be drinking coffee, but. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Carl. Carl. (laughs) See this thing that I'm wearing? This Vegas Uncorked by Bon Appetit magazine? This thing, 12 hours ago, was worth thousands of dollars. For real? Oh, people were going, please let us in. Oh, and that's my favorite. Why was this thing worth uh, thousands of dollars? It was the place to be in Vegas yesterday? It, you, you didn't even explain. You was there yesterday. You didn't see you 2 I didn't see anything about you 2 But you 2 was in uh, in Vegas. Pitbull was in Vegas. There's a lot of people in Vegas. So why did uh, you guys all take a private plane from California to Vegas last night? So that we can go to the party. What party? Was it a party that you guys had to go to? Or, or? We, we had a big, you know, this guy has a restaurant there. So all the big chefs were there and they were cooking for people. So there was maybe 4,000 people around the pool. 4,000 hot people. I mean, one after another. Ugh. 
and then people like always because people think they can talk to me and they make a very lethal mistake. Like they said, glasses, you sure he's wearing a shirt that says Las Vegas. He's going to be friendly, right? Wrong. Why wouldn't you be friendly if the girls are hot? I'm not. Be, I'm not saying to the girls. Just like, uh, will you get? Hey, bro, bro, can you get me a pass? I know guy. I'm like, I've been guy with with 12 years. I've been with guy. I've never seen you. Not only am I not gonna give you a pass, I'm gonna call security. (laughs) (laughs) The bus kill. (laughs) Yeah, I'm the worst. You sniff any heinies out there? No. What does that mean? Did you? I don't know. Like, I was in a cool way trying to ask if you got any action out there. So why don't you just ask that? I thought it'd be fun to just say sniff heinies. Like a like a like a dog? <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> now that you're single, did you sniff any heinies? Let me tell you something. I'll leave it at this. It's none of your business. <laughs> I, I like that answer. <laughs> I always have fun. Nothing worse than a middle aged man bragging about his uh, conquest. So weird. It's, just, it, oh, it's so weird. What? My friend, uh, this guy that I was out there with, he's like that. Like, and the stories are like, they're getting to the point where I just walk away because it's just it, it, it's impossible that it happened. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's like, bro. Like that's when I know it starts like that when his voice changes and he's like, I was in my hot tub, six bartenders. I'm like, all right, bro. I'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. <laughs> What's that about, though, when they have to brag about uh, who they banged, and then they're like, they're in their 40s going, hey, man, smell my finger. Wait, who does that? I don't want to mention names. Someone from my past loved bragging about all the all the sex they were having. I don't, no, I, I find I'm it a little honest. weird. I'm, I'm the opposite. What do you mean? I've been denying shit for years. <laughs> 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 Who that? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I think we could turn this off and eat in peace. Yeah. And then what we'll do is uh, then I'll turn it back on when I'm back in the car driving you to your creepy cabin. We have to inspect the cabin, make sure, because I've been there in a long time, dude. You got to walk the perimeter, make sure everything's cool. No, I don't care. If there's something outside, let it stay outside. We're good. I'm not walking the perimeter. I get stuck in a bear trap and die back there. Well, I mean, uh, walk the perimeter and make sure it wasn't broken into or anything like that. Well, it's three windows. I'm going to look at the three windows that I have, and if they're together, we're good. Well, you got uh, all your neighbors that really look out for you. Oh, yeah, dude. You don't mess around out, up here. Don't. No, I, I learned that early on because when I pulled up, I can't tell you how many people were kind of taking a peek to see, uh, you know, what I was all about. Oh, yeah. And then when they saw you and then you were like, hi, then they're like, okay, Okay, he's cool, and they yeah. went back into their homes. And they're on the lookout. Bro, you ain't getting away with nothing out here. You ain't getting away with nothing. All right, I'm going to, like, hit pause on this. We're going to eat a little breakfast. We're going to chill out. And then we're going to turn this back on as we uh, get Carl home to his creepy cabin. This is the Open Radio Podcast on Westwood One. The Westwood One Podcast Network. The Jim Ross Report. Roman Reigns. Should he be a fan favorite or should he be a villain? I don't really care. What do you mean he's back on? He just turned his piece of shit recorder off to eat breakfast. Stand by. We're coming back. Huh? You want to keep podcasting while we're eating? Well, I don't want to keep podcasting while we're eating, but I did turn it back on because, you know, my breakfast looks very healthy and I just want to point out all the stuff I really don't like. Okay, Opie, go ahead. Point out what you don't like. 
I don't like avocado. Okay. How come? I, I, I think it's a texture thing. My, it might go with my autism. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> Don't choke on the sauce. I'm gonna choke. This is how I'm going to die. You know what I mean? <laughs> Trust me, I'm not autistic. People are wondering what I am. I'll tell you what I am. I'm an introvert. Would you say I'm more of an introvert than autistic? Right now, you're acting autistic. Like, really? Why? Like, the minute I start eating, like, you're like, I'm going to change the batteries on the podcaster and we're going to talk about it. Well, I panicked because we were, the batteries were running low, so I changed the batteries on my, on my Walkman. <laughs> <laughs> the panicking stuff is, that's very spectrum y. Well, I want it to sound good, believe it or not. I know it, it, I know we make it sound like this is effortless, but I really want to make sure the podcast sounds good for everybody. Yeah. By the way, look at you. Sausage, some nice uh, poached eggs, hash browns. Um, I should have. But this isn't bad. I, I don't like, so I don't like the avocado. I don't like the squash. I don't like the zucchini. I don't like the, I don't like the asparagus unless they're just grilled with no oils. Uh, I'll, I'll eat the green peppers. I'll throw a little onion in there just to keep it honest. Uh, red peppers I don't like. Green peppers I definitely like. Uh, what else? The hash browns I'll definitely eat as long as the asparagus doesn't. What? Stop. Stop. I swear to God, someone throws toothpicks on the floor and now it's, it's, you look like you can count them. I learned a long time ago you got to paint the picture on, on these like type of things. Thing. Like, we're at a diner. You're like, I'll take this. I'm not, you know what? I'm going to move this aside. And it. Freaking people, people think you're nuts, bro. All of a sudden, you're making me sound like uh, a Kennedy. <laughs> I, uh, from Hyannisport. I, I definitely will eat the grilled ham. I got some poached eggs myself on an English muffin, so I'm good. I just got to toss the vegetables. All right, I'm turning this back off. B <laughs> <laughs> Radio, the Westwood One Podcast Network. The Ugly Truth with D.L. Ugly. I thought you were dope. Mm-hmm. Articulated moments. I thought you uh, galvanized the movement. I thought you were the voice of, of a specific generation. You know, but this same Kanye, you know, the one, I thought when you said uh, George Bush did like black people, that was spot on. And then it's this dude? Come on now. The Ugly Truth. Download and subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and the Westwood One Podcast app. Free, Free. from the Westwood One Podcast Network. OP Radio. What the fuck? The OP Radio Podcast. What the fuck is he talking about? I'm confused. No, I make fun. Getting a lot of podcast sounds. Loving it. All right. Told Carl I had to go to the bathroom. Conveniently, the check arrived just as I said that. I think I'm... Uh, I think I'm good. Place is packed. Just had a wonderful, wonderful meal. This fine diner that's close to Carl's Creepy Cabin. Ah, fresh air. Carl! What's up, buddy? Long time no see. Huh? I made a mess. I made a fool out of myself while you were in there. Wait, what happened? I made a fool out of myself. What do you mean? Well, I come out here right in front of the diner, yeah. and I, I want to evacuate all. So I big loogie, I spit, I scratch my balls. I look, I look up. There's a family just staring at me <laughs> through the window. <laughs> I mean, snot rockets. I'm spitting. 
just getting all the curse words out, and I look up, and they're just two little kids stuck to the window, and the parents are looking at me like, you're a disgusting human being. <laughs> well, I went to the bathroom to get more podcast sounds. You got to stop with that. They love, they love sounds on podcasts. But the bathroom, you know, that's not good for us. So we just started this thing. Get in the car. And then I, I had a loose fart. I might have to check. What do you mean? It was a little loose. I'm not sure if, uh, you know. You hit the guardrail? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to check. All right, let's get back in the car and get Carl home to his creepy cabin. And then I got a kid's party to go to. Ah, oh, that was a good meal, Carl. That was nice. Mine was good. Yours wasn't. That was a fine diner. Yeah, I, I, I panicked. I didn't know how uh, to order in there. Yeah, you didn't. <laughs> you absolutely did not know how to order in there. Well, the ham was good on the poached eggs and the English muffin. I could do without all those lame vegetables. You ordered something called the Sedona breakfast. Have you ever been to Sedona? Yeah, that's why I ordered the breakfast, because it brought back memories of the Red Rocks. Sedona sucks. I love Sedona. Why? What do you go with your Brickenstocks? And just that that was the stopover when I went to the Grand Canyon. We uh, flew into Phoenix, me and my brother. We wanted to drive all the way to the Grand Canyon because that's like God's country out there. We stopped in Sedona for like two days. All right, how far are we from uh, the creepy cabin now? Uh, four miles. So back to Sedona. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> what were you doing in Sedona, bro? It was our stopover, me and Brett's stopover, before we drove all the way to the Grand Canyon, which was one of the greatest trips of my life, if you need to know. Who the hell is Brett? It's my brother from F.H. Riley's. Oh. You, you've talked to him a million times. What's up, Brett? <laughs> I like Brett. You hear my voice when I have to defend someone? That's my brother. <laughs> That's because you're winded. I'm not winded. <laughs> I mean, the pollen is trying to kill me, so maybe my lungs uh, got a little clogged there for a second. Whatever you you want to WebMD this thing, you can go ahead and get a hundred diagnoses. You just sound winded. Sedona was very peaceful. We went on a pink jeep tour. Boo! You and your brother, but your brother's so manly, and he went on the pink jeep tour. And I'm not manly, you son of a bitch. I mean, compared to your brother, you're not. Yeah, he's a little more manly than me. You're right you got about those that. Those hands from peeling potatoes for nine hours a day. Man. Uh, anyway, so we did the pink uh, Jeep tour. All the all the Jeeps are pink in Sedona. Ugh. And what else did we do? We rented mountain bikes. Some very challenging mountain bike trails in Sedona. What kind of sisterhood of the traveling pants vacation did you go to? You want to hear the gayest thing we did in Sedona? You guys watched Eat, Pray, Love next to the fireplace? Well, you know, they have a lot of activities. And we I noticed this one activity where you go on a little hike... Pizzagate. <laughs> Pizzagate. Whoa, Jesus. Whoa. <laughs> You're right about the windy roads. I told you. This is real America. There's turns in a... Watch out. I see, I see. Anyway, so the the hike, you hike up this little, um, ah, you can't really call it a mountain, but it's, you know, a decent sized hill. It took us about a half hour to 40 minutes to get to the top of it. And right when you got to the top of it, right. the full moon came out. Okay, so I find no redeeming value in that. I'm not going to lie to you. I thought it sucked, too. <laughs> good, good, good. You are a person. <laughs> Uh-oh, my wife is texting. See, this was the worst day to do a podcast with Carl because we have a kid's party. Um, nah, I'm sure she's cool. 
You should just take me all hungover to the kids' party and ruin everything. <laughs> ruin it? It would be the best kids' party oh, ever. Yeah, I'm like, hey, motherfuckers! <laughs> like, oh, no. Hey, everyone. Uncle Carl is here. <laughs> with his clown shirt. Uncle Bad Habits Carl. With the clown shirt? I just caught that. <laughs> I, I, I gotta admit, this shirt was funnier 12 hours ago in Las Vegas. Now I just look like Nick Cage right before he dies of alcohol poisoning. See, I was stupid enough to turn off the equipment, the giant microphone while we were eating, but I was starting to get, feel a bit, uh, you know, embarrassed because everyone was looking at the giant microphone. So I turned it off. And at that moment, Carl started showing me his pictures from Vegas. And the one that says it all is he goes, 12 hours ago, I was standing next to this. And it was a guy dressed in a mayonnaise jar. <laughs> and, and you saw my face in that picture. I was ever time. Oh, my. Drinking is so, so... The way that it's set up, it's set up for you to die. So everyone else has a line at the bar, right? But the chefs behind the kitchen, they set up a private bar for us with two absolute... Goddesses! I thought they were from the the uh, from Amazonia, wherever. For that, what was that? What's that lady? That's the superhero, Wonder Woman's. I thought they were Wonder Woman's. They were. I mean, everyone's pretty much tall for me. You know what I mean? But these were like extra tall, and like, and then the one girl, and then you get these ideas in your head because the one she's like, "Oh my God, it's the Cuban!" And I'm like. She's like, oh, I want to take a picture of you for my boyfriend. He loves you. And I'm like, I love you, though. I don't love your boyfriend. And then and it gets weird, and I start drinking. And then I start making stuff up because I get all excited. And I'm telling the girl, yeah, you know, I invented the question mark. You know what I mean? And it's just fucking the, all the wheels come off. Careful here. It gets curled. I didn't hear a word you said. I hope the story was good. I mean, these <laughs> this road is freaking scary with all these with all these turns. I haven't seen it with all the greenery. This greenery came out of nowhere. Remember how how barren this was when the first time you came up here? I sure do, Carl. I sure do. Where is this creepy cabin? Are we close? No, we're not close. We're only halfway there. Oh, now you're gunning it. I gotta get home for a kid's party. What? But, Opie, the kid's party's in three hours. Yeah, you're right. But uh, we gotta get down there early. It's set up. It's laser tag. It's bowling. Did you bring the sheet cake and the balloons and everything? Is that what's going on? Why do most most birthday cakes that people buy suck? What are they doing wrong? That icing crap. What do you mean the icing crap? What's the best icing? Buttercream. Of course, but I don't think uh, most people, uh, that's extra money or something. And it the, like, It's not only extra money, but uh, you have to keep it refrigerated because literally your cake will melt. So people like that uh, sugar meringue nonsense or fondant. So the outside of the cake is very hard. And then the inside of the cake is very dry most of the time. Um, and people are very cheap with cakes. It's so weird. They'll spend $55 on a steak. But when you tell them a cake's going to be 200 bucks, they're like, $200? What, is it a kidney in there? Like, they freak out. You get what you pay for because most cakes, uh, I get so bummed out. I end up scraping all the frosting off and then kind of eat a little bit of the middle. Our wedding cake was really good. I wish I could have that money back. <laughs> if we're talking about cake, it's about time to wrap up the podcast. <laughs> we always know when it's time to wrap up the podcast. Call starts to get dark. <laughs> I think I think your road's coming up anyway, right? Another mile. This is where we're having that meatball thing up here. 
What's the meatball thing? Meatball competition and tricky tray. I'm the I'm the celebrity guest judge. In the middle of nowhere, you're a celebrity guest judge? Yeah, make it right here. I'm a celebrity guest judge no matter where I go. Well, excuse me. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, no, it's I think the- I took that turn a little too fast. It came in hot. Is your underwear slidey? Is that what's going on? I, I really do have to check after I drop you off. I, I was letting a... Uh, you know, I was letting a fart go, and I'm I'm not really sure if that was the right thing to do at the time. I can't smell nothing, so I think you made it. Can you tell I'm in a hurry now? Because on the highway, when I could go 70 miles an hour, I was going like 55 to 58 miles an hour. Right, now you're in a championship rally mode. <laughs> like, it's a time trial now. Wow, this looks really nice with the trees here, right up, and the green and everything. I'm, I'm kind of jealous, man. Look at this. In the middle of nowhere, you don't have to deal with people. You don't deal with people anyway. You're in the city. I talk to more people in the woods than you do in Manhattan. He's not lying. I'm getting out there more. Bro, I talk to you. You're like Jason Bourne in the elevator. I'm, I'm in the elevator. And I'll call you back. Because you want it to be completely silent. You don't even want people to know your voice. No, I gave up on the elevator in my building because we've been there for a long time. And these people, man, you see them day after day and, and they look at you like you're you're a stranger from another country. Well, because you act like a stranger from another country and you dress like you are like you just came off the street. Keep going. Well, that's not true. I mean, I mean, it's it's really a Manhattan thing. I don't know what it is, but people just... Don't want to be social, especially with the people they live with in, in a building. Why not? I was social with everyone when I lived in Manhattan. Make a right right here. Right here. Slow down. Right here. Right in the dirt road. This dirt road. I don't remember this dirt road. Oh, look at this. Huh? Wow, your cabin looks even creepier when it's raining. Oh, oh, oh yeah, it does. <laughs> Just slow down. Go down far because I don't want to get dirty. Over here? Yeah. This is the driveway you told me not to park in last time. I understand that, but I don't want to get my sneakers wet. Right, I'll do a walk around with you, and then I really got to go. Anyway, we got to we gotta wrap this thing up anyway. We got to wrap this thing up anyway. Uh, Carl Ruiz. Carl Ruiz. Ruiz, whatever. Carl Ruiz. Make sure you follow him on the Twitter. He's a great follow. Carl Ruiz, R-U-I-Z. Uh, his Instagram's even better. Sabor Chef. And... Uh, you know, and a big star on the Food Network. You wouldn't know that walking up to this cabin, but he really is a big star. <laughs> you hate this cabin? You really do. It looks great. Look how nice the trees filled in up. It's gorgeous. All right, let's do a walk around. You want to go in the back? Well, I... I just walk around inside. Let's make oh, sure... no, you're good? Let's make sure there's no raccoon in here. Right? I want to make sure Carl gets in safely. By the way, if you like the podcast and you haven't subscribed yet, you're listening to this another way, please subscribe. It really helps us. helps our numbers. And if you really liked it... What? What happened? Who's bringing your mail in? You really are... You really do have people uh, watching this place like a hawk. Bring the mail nice and easy. Close the door, Opie. Come on, Opie. Sorry. You don't have doors in your house? I do have doors. I, I figured if we left the door open, we could get some fresh air in here. Oh, some oh black tack t-shirts. Anyway, if you like the podcast, leave a review. We appreciate that. A five-star review. We really worked this one. Carl, I got to go, bro. Be For good. real. Give me a hug. Be good, brother. Great to see you. All right? Love you, brother. Don't track up the grass. It looks nice out. No, I'll get back in my car and I'm out of here. All right. All right that's, uh, that's it, folks. Go faster.
I have to. I, I'm in a hurry now, for real. And now it's pouring. Great. Perfect. Go, go. All right, Carl. See you later. Sounds for the podcast. Oh, you might be able to hear this rain. Perfect way to end this podcast. It's pouring outside Carl's creepy cabin. We'll see you soon. I'm going to end dramatically with the sound of rain. All right, I'm getting soaked. Jesus. Bye, guys. OB Radio. Don't forget to subscribe, leave comments, and of course, a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. I'm not going very far. It's too uncomfortable. I'm in a rush. Sometimes I just forget. Don't kid yourself. There's no such thing as a good excuse for not buckling up. If you've used any of these excuses or any others, you're putting yourself at risk of injury or death. In 2017, more than 10,000 people were unbuckled when they were killed in crashes. That's uh, 51% of people killed in motor vehicle crashes that were not wearing seatbelts. No matter what kind of vehicle you drive, wearing your seatbelt is the best defense in a crash. Even when you sit in the back seat, you still need to buckle up. That goes for when you ride in taxis and use ride-sharing services, too. Cops are on the lookout and writing tickets, so why take the risk? In 2017 alone, seatbelts saved nearly 15,000 lives. So do the smart thing and buckle up every trip, day or night. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Jim Ross. Get ready for a savage primal assault on your ears. He was way up there. And as you know, what goes up must come down. But he's back, and here we go again. I want to start from nothing. Well, you nailed it. <laughs> so let's get this show on the road. Bottom line, here comes Opie Radio. Oh. <laughs> oh, time for another podcast with the Cuban Carl Ruiz, Vic Henley. Yay. And Nick Solaris, who uh, I only met recently because I'm not a foodie. He's is awesome. he? Is he a big deal? He's a big deal. How is he a big deal? I'm on everything. this couch. Of course, I'm a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> the open radio show. <laughs> what are you talking about? And we're off. And we're off. <laughs> and we're in another studio. What's going on with us? This is why I wanted him here in the first this place. This looks it's- like a cabin, though. There's wood everywhere. It's it's kind of like where the where the place started off at. Oh yeah, just like Carl's creepy yeah. cabin. That little gem. <laughs> wow, is that place scary? It's not scary. Yeah, 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 it's, it's probably gone now because there's a terrible storm outside. <laughs> it's not very weatherproof. <laughs> oh, you're not going to have a roof. <laughs> I just can't believe he, he actually showed a picture. Well, it's not. The thing he put online, everybody was believing, is actually where he's living. And mm-hmm. it's not. Oh, no, it is. I'll just say it. No, not. that's just where he buries the bodies. Correct. Thank you, <laughs> Fargo. <laughs> I, I, th- I think we got to take a backhoe to that. What do you mean? The, b- behind the cabin. Ooh. There's some stuff back there. I think so. Absolutely. Not not anything Carl did, but there were there were people that owned that thing before Carl, and I, I'm convinced that you start digging, you're going to find something. Uh, well, uh, people on Twitter were having a field day with us. So that's uh, Mrs. L- uh, Lundgren in there, and that's your that's your partner there in the wood chipper. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right oh, oh, our listeners are lovely, by the way, because because I as soon as I, I drove up to Carl's Creepy Cabin, that it's known as that now. Now that we have T-shirts and everything, it's becoming its its, its own thing. Um, I thought Fargo immediately. And that's what everybody yeah, latched yeah. on immediately. To. Absolutely. And then, but then these people, they weren't happy enough with just the Fargo reference. They're like, where's the where's the wood chipper for Opie? 
<laughs> oh, they like, were putting you. Oh, yeah, no, they, of course. Everything you put on on the on the uh, internet, someone comes up with an awful level D joke about Opie. Oh, the wood chipper's Opie's career. And they pull like, <laughs> you know, and they'll put like nine like emojis, like forcing you to make think to think it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot how many people really hate you. Uh, Jesus, here we go. Again. It's not true. No, oh, you're lovely. You. Oh, he's spinning it this time. Oh, spinning. Oh, that's nice. why he stop talking after that. Yeah, people that's a nice you. take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He stop talking. Yeah. Well, it's a new show. Yeah. <laughs> we got to switch. It's it a kinder, gentler, gentler uh, Vic. Mean Big Henley. He Gives a little meanness, and then he try. It kind of comes back a little bit. Opie, uh, Opie has like a really nice demeanor now, and he really lulls the guests into sleep. Into sleep, like with Chris from the record. He's like that dude was great. He just looking at him talk. We're talking about religion and spirituality, and all of a sudden, he's like uh, Opie's like, uh, "How do you make money?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, no. No, but hold on. To be fair, the sec- that was the second job. The first one was like, he's talking about, sp- and then suddenly like, there's a reference to a shaman. Like, <laughs> yeah. What's that all about? <laughs> that shaman. Oh, you did, big on shaman. That's like saying like, I, I had kale for dinner last night. <laughs> See, now get Nick kale- started. Shamans the- are the kale of religion. <laughs> well, no, he was talking about, you know, fixing himself and, uh, you know, doing a little <laughs> doing a little therapy and meditation. And then I, I went to the next level and I talked about the shaman again. Which is becoming its own thing. Can't so, wait for the shaman the episode. Shaman's like a recurring character. So, on the so yeah. Vic, I brought uh, Nick in. Right, I love Nick because Nick is uh, in our real life is one of the funnest dudes to hang out with because he knows everything about food. That is true, and he's one of my favorite guys. What's what's uh, Nick's uh, what's your like credentials for the people? I'm out a there? food writer. Ooh. I am a video host on something called The Meat Show. I have a new video show coming out imminently which i will reveal on this podcast oh wow in the future date um but but generally i write about food i write about restaurants uh with a particular focus on food that had parents yeah yes no kale no no veggie no weirdo i mean i will look if you pay me to write about those things, I'll do it. Sure. Right? <laughs> like you'll play, you'll play those gigs that you don't really want to play, but because the money's right, You're which right. is all of them for Vic Henley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> intense, go right? after me more, Carl. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, I don't just... don't follow it up with niceness. <laughs> <laughs> don't become I'm not. good. I'm over to Make... bringing girls around Vic Henley. <laughs> <laughs> That's I have nothing to do with. Remember you went, you took my wife on a first date in Philadelphia. No. She was stung, Henley. She was drinking a lot. She was drinking a lot, and I was working, and it was just, you know. Marie Marie had a buzz on her. Totally. Yeah, from uh, since 1994. <laughs> <laughs> she was a fetus. She was a fetal alcohol syndrome. Oh <laughs> that explains it now. That explains the size of her head. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God. Vic, I make one joke, and you take, a, you take everyone to the wood chipper, which is Opie's career. Right. No, it's like Vic, a lollipop head. You, you, you do a little soft hit, right? right? And Vic's like, oh, I guess it's on. Yeah. And then he hits her with a nuclear warhead. Yeah, like I'm doing like, like little God. hits. He's yeah. like, Marie's a man. Where did Dr. Strangelove come from? Uh, uh, but we Nick, were just jabbing, and he went for the uh, the Nick Buster Douglas. Out of control mining cart. Just no, going to yeah, yeah, Come on. Once you're out of the picture, all bets are off. Is all I'm saying. So if you've got any kind of birthmark or a limp, you know, it's, it's turning into everything possible. Uh, so so back I, to Nick. Yes, back yeah, to I hear an accent in, uh, in Nick. So, so I, I never grew up, but I got bigger in the UK, in London. Uh, moved here in 85. 
I don't get. You're a lot, a lot like Vicky. Let me. Th- yeah. Decrepit and old. Is no, what no, no. Saying, You've been. In- <laughs> we both came here at the same time and still have our act. <laughs> That's what I think is. Thank what you. That's what I was getting at. Because. <laughs> well, yeah. been, I've been drinking, so it comes out more. When no, because because Vic tells me he goes home to Alabama. And uh, and they they said, oh man, you lost your accent. Vic. They they really that's, genuinely that that's how me. stupid they are. They're like, we we don't even know who you are. <laughs> I go, I know who you what are. What are those things on your legs? Those are trousers. <laughs> <laughs> like my Cuban family, like, oh look at Carl with glasses and a hat. Must be nice. Must be. Calls all fancy now. He zips up his. At least you have a mom that still knows your name. Oh. <laughs> oh my uh, the what? nuclear option. <laughs> no, it's true. It's, his mom's taking a couple of hard knocks down through the years. <laughs> um, so, wow, you, you kept your accent. That's a little strange. I, I, well, there's a, lot, there's a lot of things that are strange about me, especially the people that I hang out and eat with, which is these two a lot. Yeah. Um, so that so we've we've been going out to eat for about a year. I met Carl in Memphis in May, which is this big barbecue competition that's actually happening next week. Starts tomorrow. I want to be flying down right. to Memphis. So one of the best. Uh, we're in Memphis. It's like Jazz Fest with barbecue. No, I, I get right. it. It's I, like Jazz Fest, except no one can spell, and, <laughs> and there's gonna be a fight. What's <laughs> well, Jazz Fest? Just so it, <laughs> jazz fest. it's like Jazz Fest with juggalos. So, so think about Memphis in May. Is they take over a park next to the Mississippi River, and which is not particularly attractive in this part of the country, the Mississippi River. It looks it looks like a mudslide. They call it Big Muddy for a reason. So, um. It's the top barbecue guys in the country, and they all compete, and there's different categories, correct, Nick? You have brisket, you have ribs. Whole hog. Whole hog, and they have the, the judges. What's the name of the, the, the company that's accredited? It's uh, ACA, what, whatever the company is that judges these people, whatever. Oh, the, um, yeah, some organization. Amer- yeah, American <laughs> We don't care about that. <laughs> it's an inconsequential. Where they're Did I ever introduce you to my to food expert, drink. Nick Solaris? <laughs> I'm so glad you brought in an expert there, Carl. Yeah. <laughs> Stormy <laughs> Daniels lawyer here. Right. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> just to totally set this up, too, I suck at eating. I'm terrible it at looks it. Like you, you, it looks like you could get fat. Really? And should get fat. Oh, thank you. Um, that wasn't a compliment. <laughs> It sounds better. You look like you do yoga, is what I'm suggesting. (laughs) I uh, I'm terrible at eating, but because of Carl and I have hung out with uh, Nick as well. You guys, you guys talk about food in such a way that is so interesting to me. I still don't want to eat half the shit, but I I find it fascinating. You you've uh, you've taken the food world and just made it. You you just broke it down to the basics and. and I can listen to, you know, Carl and whoever he brings in talk about food all day long. Right, like when we communicate, we communicate, oh, chefs and, and, and restaurateurs and food writers, we communicate in shorthand. Like we'll go to a restaurant, we'll be like, like when decor, we'll be like loud, bright, <laughs> shouty. <laughs> right, because we're just trying to get a, a point across. Like, hey, how was the burger? Small, frozen, right. we're, and we're done. Right. No, we move on. When we when we were at the uh, the ribbon, that's where I met you, Nick. Mm-hmm. Right. And you were drinking. Was it bourbon? Help me out. Yeah, it was a bourbon. And I, you, four roses, maybe. Nick, yeah, I'm it was four roses. All right, see. And uh, I started getting into bourbon just a just a tad because of Carl. He started bringing it into um, um, serious. It was it was damn good. And he turned yeah, me that, out to, no, some that's tequila. probably what set but, things off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, Nick. But no, no, no. Let me finish okay. my point. So 
This is what, going back to my point, how you guys, you know, talk about stuff, and it's so fascinating to me. You were explaining the whole drops of water and bourbon. I was I, I, oh, stupid to, me. to open it up a bit. I, stupid me. I was blown away by that. So what? what's but, that all about again? Well, that's the same thing that the Scots do with whiskeys, right? right? Because it's, remember, it's a very strong alcohol. You're talking about a 45 proof, right? right. Um, what that water does is it just opens up the palate enough for you to actually appreciate the flavors of not just the alcohol, but what made that alcohol, the barrel, right? The, the, whatever the grain is, whatever whatever went into making that drink, that beverage, it's just opened up slightly. But it's only a couple drops. And you yeah, could, that's all and you, you need. Could, because and, you dilute it beyond that point. Right, but you could you could totally tell the difference between the two. Well, One you, without you, drops and one without. That's a rhetorical question, right? Because you tried it and you couldn't believe the difference. Remember? I, you were I, like... Wow, yeah. that really, yeah. He's yeah. right. I was there. Yeah. He forgot. He touched him. <laughs> he no, forgot. He no, no, totally no, no. forgot. That's what it's happens not... when you don't eat meat. <laughs> <laughs> I eat meat, you <laughs> son of a bitch. Sucks. Your memory sucks. <laughs> Quinoa, trout salad. Um, Quinoa, no, but... trout salad. <laughs> <laughs> We've had trout salad there. <laughs> That's why I said it. You enjoyed the trout salad, <laughs> you son okay. of a bitch. It's, it's, I'm, more, it's better I'm as putting a my boxing bit. gloves on for this episode. <laughs> um, no, I guess my point is, though, if you didn't really explain that to me, which I really did find fascinating and, and you just gave me bourbon without putting the water in i i probably wouldn't have known the difference to a point where i would have uh not enjoyed the bourbon if you know what i'm saying gotcha. so but it's it's look it's like all human endeavors right there's various levels of what you can glean from it like you guys are experts in comedy right you understand timing and the dead space between punchlines and those kind of things things that regular people People know something's funny. They don't know why it's funny, right? I'm going to give you a few numbers of people I worked with over the years. Could you explain that to them? <laughs> <laughs> He's not funny. He belongs in a wood chipper. <laughs> your career is a wood chipper. <laughs> emoji, emoji, emoji. Right. Flames, flames, flames. you go back? Crying, laughing emoji, crying, laughing emoji. Why don't you go back to just pushing the buttons? Oh. Um, the but then you, then you explain that people actually bring their own water for their bourbon. That's oh, crazy yeah. to me. And why? Well, because those people are awesome. Yeah. But, but think about it. I mean, if, look, there's people that will go so far as if the whiskey came from the Highlands of Scotland, they'll want Scottish water, right? Yeah. Because that's what should pair with it. Oh, my God. For a, just a couple drops. Yeah. Well, that, you don't see the insanity in that. Of course I do. But okay, think about you. the world we live in. Yeah. Every, the nuances that, that people go through in modern life, it's all ridiculous, right? right? Look at the guitars on the wall here. What do you think those cost? Like, is there any difference between that bass guitar and the PV that you get at like Sam Ash for like 59 bucks? Well, to yes. a real bass player, there is, but yeah. to the average guy, he's going to, he's going to sound terrible on either one. Right. <laughs> that's true. Good point. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> but that, you know, that's getting back to the nuances. That's what I love about Carl. Carl is a, high level ninja trained like work for Robichon has worked in like but he looks like a complete reprobate you know <laughs> look at him he looks like he should be washing the dishes not plating like his favorite hat says right? dishwasher on it right. his favorite hat his business card says dishwasher I, it did uh, I, it did he turned <laughs> us on he turned us on recently to uh, caviar never had caviar before it was, I, that was my first time, and it was. Was it really your first? Yes. I was amazed by that. And it was. I couldn't get another. I was. I, he was making them as quick as he could hand them to <laughs> no, me. I, I, I had like a little like shuffling, shuffling shop at the restaurant. No. <laughs> and once again, they brought the caviar. We were we were uh, celebrating a little bit. Let's just say, right. and um, and the seriousness, like you know, he's a goofball, right? But when it comes to like. <laughs> 
No, this is what I like about Carl. Like when it comes to uh, you know uh, giving you food, he takes it so seriously. It's not fun, Carl anymore. He is laser focused. I remember one time you had me trying something and you were mad because you cut the wrong piece or something. Like right. no, 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 don't touch that. And then redid the whole thing. Right. Like you take it really seriously. You saw how he was putting uh, that caviar together. Uh, was, the, other, yeah. the, the sushi story we've told. I went with him and I thought the Japanese woman was going to just take her clothes off and jump on him right in the booth because he knew everything to order and, and how to order unfortunately, she didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and I went home and watched Julia Child rerun that. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. But well, what caviar did we have? We had something from... It was Ocetra. It was, uh, it was uh, marginal the road? at best. Really? Yeah. It was delicious. But we learned, like you said, now back to both these guys, we yeah. learned that the it's not Russian caviar that's the best one on the planet. It's, it's from Iran. Iran yeah, makes yeah. the best caviar. Buy a lot. Yeah. See? It's beautiful. See, that's why you got to say fuck Trump, because now we're not going to get the caviar. Because oh, of Iran? Okay. We yeah. still get What does caviar. one thing have to No, do because another? the whole the deal that they, uh, you know, ripped up. The so people really, that could afford it don't probably know him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's it's kind of like blaming Jeff Sessions. Oh, we can't get Coke anymore. Fuck Jeff Sessions. You know, like, we'll be just fine. <laughs> Wait till he comes out that he was in a Ku Klux Klan. Oh, <laughs> he's a waterhead. <laughs> he is a waterhead mongoloid. I'm sorry. So, um, he's from my state. So one thing I, was, I, I love going out with Nick is because I don't have to go through the charades of... Um, of going with civilians to restaurants, you know, like I'll go with a regular person. I'm like, Oh my God, look at the waterfall. And Oh my God, like the, the plates on fire. Like we have no tolerance for any of that. None of it. We just go, is it good? Is it not? There's so many things in restaurants that are myths, complete right. myths. Right. I mean, can I example, start, can I start with that? Yeah. Cause uh, I, I'm a little excited here uh, because uh, th th this guy's taught me so much. The longest time when I first started getting a little money in my pocket, I thought I had to up my game as far as going to fancier restaurants. Let's call it that, fancier restaurants. I meet this guy, and he's he's brought us to these holes in the oh, wall. Both. In all these cities. All quality. And the food is amazing. And I'm like, I am the dumbest person alive <laughs> that I'm spending so much money for the waterfall right. and the flaming plates and all right. that. But we that, went, that has its place. Look, special occasions. Right? Yeah, of right? course. Graduations, whatever, you know. But I thought you Eating couldn't out get of a league. I thought <laughs> <laughs> I thought you couldn't get <laughs> that was funny. You gave him credit for it. <laughs> he stopped me in my stop tracks. Right there. Stopped, <laughs> come on. He stopped me in my tracks in that one. Uh, <clears throat> but uh I always thought, you know, to get a high quality meal, you really had to go to these places and well, spend twice the money. And it's just simply not true. I know are. that now. What there I love about Carl. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, there are places that are very fancy and they're worth it. That's true. Yeah, I, I know that. These places, I do know that. You you notice like it's like they're you know they're in the front. There's a picture of the chef, not a giant gold Buddha. Right. You know, there's certain things that are gonna right, right. that are gonna show you. There's no umbrellas in any of the drinks. Nothing has an LED on it. You well, know? we went to that down and dirty place near Madison Square Garden. Did that that pop up with you? That silly oh, pop up. Oh, Maria Belize, where they make their own uh, great stuff. Wasn't that delicious? Yeah, they make their own. Um, they make their own prosciutto. Prosciutto. And we sat there. The food was ridiculous. ridiculous. And and the, you would never know it if you walked by this place. And Opie loves it because he can pick up the tab anytime, 12 bucks, no matter where we go. <laughs> He's like, I got it, 12 bucks. I got it, 12 bucks. Did you hear the joy right there when he went, wasn't that just to the, his tone changed <laughs> yeah. Yeah. a little bit when he said, because that's how much he really, both these guys. When I go to dinner with them, I'm not even talking. Imagine that. But you know what's funny? Opie, <laughs> Opie's not a foodie, but he has a laser beam palate. Like he'll eat something like, eh. 
And all, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, he's right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Really? It's not that good. And that's funny because some people, they don't, you, they're not foodies, but they're also, they have a palate of a cement mixer. Uh, like they let's, can't uh, taste anything. let's not mention the fact that there's chefs that have palates like donkey's backside. Oh, my <laughs> Really? I mean, just look, it's like musicians. Not every musician is great. Right. Not every radio host is great. Right. Right. Not every chef is great. You know, there's most chefs are not great chefs. Can I list all the radio hosts that aren't great now? <laughs> Do we have I've time been waiting for, that? for this moment. <laughs> He's got it in his pocket. Uh, we, we only have this studio for a half hour. <laughs> He's been uh, adding to it for years. Oh, boy, have I. Um, so that's sort of the setup, Nick Solaris. And, and do you, you write for Eater's Magazine? Or? I don't write. I, I'm actually starting my own. Oh, beautiful. I'm starting my own show on YouTube. Okay. Which is going to be very meat-centric. I can't wait. Uh, well, you're going to be on it. What do you mean you can't I'm going to be on it. Are you going to call it the meat show, like the other one? I can't. Unfortunately, can't. I don't own that. But, uh-huh. God, I mean, God bless you. They came up with Certainly. it. They, I, I was a food writer toiling away with, you know, putting out what were considered successful articles, right. which were meaningless in the grand scheme of media. Right. And then these guys pushed me to do video, and I did this thing called The Meat Show, yeah. which you can find on YouTube. And it's like, it's insane, the views that it's done. and That's great. Like, the recognition that I get now, it's like people recognize me in the street, and like that would never happen to some... So what's going to be the new YouTube blogger. channel? Uh, I don't I don't have the name nailed down oh, yet, man. but but... We'll have that. I'll be back. All right, we'll figure right, it out. I'm doing okay. all right, right, Vic? So Carnivore no. Spectacular. <laughs> so we call Carl's Creepy uh, Food Show. <laughs> <laughs> so, actually, Carl's Creepy Cabin should oh, be... Oh, Opie's got a career in the Woodchipper <laughs> Show. <laughs> emoji, so, emoji. Flame, flame. <laughs> so that's pretty much the setup. So today, I think you guys wanted to talk about um, uh, food myths or restaurant myths. Where? Wh- well, here's the thing. Nick and I, we have a, a hobby calling bullshit. <laughs> good <laughs> hobby. Stuff. That is You're, a good hobby. Like we know so much. We know that so much, so many things that bring you joy are bullshit in the food business. <laughs> well, Sometimes I stay quiet. Like, like some of like, oh my god, my favorite thing is truffle oil, and I'm like shaking my head. I'm like, there's no truffles in that oil. <laughs> tell him, Nick. Tell him. Truffle oil has no truffles in it. It's. It's a synthetic product. So how the hell do they get away with uh, calling it that? Yeah. Because, well, first of all, a lot of it comes from foreign places. Right. You know, there's the other thing is that there's not, our laws aren't all compatible with each right. other, right? There's dairy standards in Britain that we don't have here and vice versa. Right. And, you know, the, the USDA has its thing, but, and that's a labeling thing, right? Yeah. But it's called truffle oil. It's not saying it's a truffle. Right. So maybe that's the, maybe that's the leak, the loophole. Right. But in any event, in it. it's, it's, it's not. It, it's it's manufactured. It's almost like, I mean, to us, it smells like petroleum. Right. Right? Because we know what real truffles smell like. The and base truff- of truffle oil is the exact same base as, say, Mobile One synthetic oil for your right. car. In wow. fact, <laughs> if, See? If, if your VW bus breaks down, you could probably use truffle oil. Probably like use truffle oil. <laughs> I mean, if you look at really it, good for I, I mean, I'm pretty good with oils. <laughs> it, looks like a, it, it looks and feels and tastes like a 5W830. <laughs> Like that's right. about the, the right. You Jesus. know what? It's good at lubricating, though, is the check average. Uh, oh yeah, oh, right. Oh, I mean, yeah. that's the thing because right, you've gone from a something that costs like seven bucks for an order of fries to right. like twelve ninety five. It's truffle oil, truffle that's fries. That's what I was right? going to ask you. That's what pisses me off. Look, we're not suggesting. We're not saying. Look, we're not saying that you're wrong for liking it. Okay, what we're suggesting is you should know what you're getting into, and right. it's not actually truffles. Right. 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 So. When you try a real truffle, like a fresh Alba truffle or a Perigord when they're oh in season, gosh. which is not every month, 
when you taste the aromatics and the flavor of that thing, it's it's not like any truffle oil, right? It's in it's it's on a it's a whole different level. I tell people all the time. I said, "Do you love truffle oil? Oh, I love it. You're gonna hate truffles." How <laughs> 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 many times I've been with somebody and they got a, you know they got a couple more bucks than they should have, <laughs> and they told the guy to keep doing it. <laughs> and there's some there's only one person at the table with an honest palate. And I love, try the truffles. This tastes like dirt. <laughs> exactly. Right, exactly. That's what it is. It's a tree tumor in right, the dirt. a tree tumor that was dug up by a pig. Right, by a pig. <laughs> can we Can we really dumb this down? Like basic stuff's at a, at a restaurant, like the breads, the salads, uh, the olive oil. Pick like, give us, Where's that list? I think uh, most restaurants, the bread is bullshit. Every once in a while, you go to a, uh, a place that, well, that people the bread is fantastic. People, well, people don't, usually don't make their own bread. It comes from somewhere else. Right. And as far as salads are, you know. Probably the more organic or the or the more exotic it is, the chances are that some day laborer was peeing on it are pretty pretty high. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, there Enjoy is something. Enjoy your pea Caesar. <laughs> I'll, I'll say this: I was in a restaurant in Little Italy, and I want to name the name. Please don't, just for matter of no shit, because it's Little Italy. Um, <laughs> If only those dumb. stereotypes were true. That's, a, that's the New York we wish we still lived I in. Know, right? I was turned off uh, to bread almost forever because uh, this restaurant went through a lot of bread, pasta joint, right? right? And I saw, I could see into the kitchen, which, by the way, was disgusting. You should never be able to see into a kitchen at a restaurant if it's disgusting. Some of the, like the the ribbon we went to where you could see yeah. the, them working and it's a beautiful kitchen. Everything's spotless. This thing had everything piled up. You could just almost see the rats just, you Oof. know, chomping at the bit to get get to the pots and pans. But anyway, I saw uh, people that worked at the restaurant reworking the bread bowls. Like, so the bread that people weren't eating at a table. We'll they go put, back into the... I was watching this whole thing. I'm like, <sighs> I can't believe that this is in the open like this. It wasn't really in the open. Like, I was at a table where I could see in the kitchen, right. that type of thing. But still, I'm not the only one sitting at that table and, and taking a peek where I was peeking. And I saw them picking through uh, the bread bowls that were on tables, seeing which ones were still okay, and putting it back into the main bread bowl to make new bread bowls. <laughs> and I was done at that point. And I'm not a German flow. Uh, I'm totally looking for some bread now. I didn't cross me out at all. You, you have never heard of this? No, of course I've oh, heard. Okay. I've seen it. I've trained it. <laughs> <laughs> you, you want the truth? You can't handle the truth. You need me on that wall. <laughs> uh, Carl, you were recently telling me, too, that if a restaurant's doing really bad, they will recycle food, right? Yeah. Uh, it, for example, specials, right? Um, no, I mean recycle the actual food. They will take your plate, see what you didn't eat. I've seen it. You have, have seen that. I have seen it. And then rework it in the kitchen to I make quit it all a nice. I saw it once. You saw it. I said, if they're doing this, chances of them paying me on time are pretty thin. What, what were uh, they doing? What's, you, do you remember specifically? I, what? I, yeah, because I'm the one that did it. What was it? Just because things are bad don't mean I'm not good at it. I know. Well, <laughs> wait, well, <laughs> actually, wait, it they means made, you are good at it. <laughs> wait, they made you do it? Yeah. Well, we, so we took the plate. The person, Can I, I got to help you out a little bit. This was a very long time ago. Yeah. That yeah was it was a long, long time. Yeah. <laughs> so um, the person ordered the salmon and thought that uh, didn't like it. Right. So there was another order for a salmon coming in. So the guy took, broke the salmon with the fork and didn't like it. Right. Just took a little piece of it. So they brought the, the customer. Back. Yeah. They brought okay. it back. And then it was like an ER room. <laughs> spatula we took the salmon up 
We took the mashed potatoes off the bottom. We put them on a new plate. Then you twist it. We dumped the sauce from the old plate like this, fresh parsley. Then we put the salmon back together and just pureed a little bit of mashed potatoes on top of it <laughs> as glue. And then we put a little parsley on top of that. Twenty nine ninety five. Wow. You deserve that if you eat salmon with mashed potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> you barbarian. <laughs> Have some culture. Oh, my. And the other thing that, that, that you taught me that in, in general specials are uh, kind of bullshit because it's stuff that they desperately want to just get out of the out of the kitchen. The closest thing to the garbage can in a restaurant is the specials. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's just an, a way to control costs, right? So. Uh, as a chef, you'd walk through the, you know, you will go through your refrigerator, you go through your pantry, and you'd start to see things that are, you know, starting to get, remember, it's a restaurant, right? So you have to be ready. You don't know how many people are coming, you know? So sometimes you have too much of one thing or too little of whatever, and you start looking at the meat. If the meat starts looking a little bit funky, then you braise it, and you do certain things, and that's where the specials come from. It comes from things that are starting to decay. Yeah, I used to always, the fish market here, uh, If you that's why I said seafood frittata a minute ago, but if you if you see on Sunday brunch, it's whatever fish, that they probably got the fish on the Thursday before, <laughs> yeah, right? and then it's whatever's left over, and then they just throw it in an omelet and call it seafood frittata, and right. you don't know that it's been sitting there for five days. Yeah, the, there's very, very few people that get seafood deliveries on Sundays. Well, it doesn't matter when they get it. Because the boats only run two times a week. That's what I was about. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't care where your little truck's going. You know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, no, that's, that's what I was trying to get yeah, to, yeah. Carl. Yeah. That fish is dead, and it's been dead. And be, and most fish that you get, like in New York City, yep. probably, even the super fresh stuff, probably a week old. Yeah. See how much we learn. Well, I learned this, I think, from Carl, too. I learned a lot. Um, sushi. Yeah. Fresh sushi done right. It's supposed to be frozen. Well, no, there's some to prepare there, it, there's right? some that you freeze, like a tuna and salmon, because what happens is they freeze them right on the boat sometimes. Right. Um, very light freeze, and that kills certain para- parasites. Okay. So cold kills parasites just like hot. Hot, parasites. right. And, uh, yeah, but there's some shady shit that comes What is on. it? Well, but, speaking of, yeah, of sushi in Japan, I think the biggest bullshit of all is Kobe beef. Right? I agree. How many places do you see Kobe beef on? Right. Kobe beef is, first of all, most Japanese beef is not from Kobe. Oh, first, explain what Kobe beef is. So Kobe beef is a... Let's explain what Wagyu is. Wagyu is Japanese beef. It's a particular breed. It's very expensive. It's very fatty, very marbled. Um, it's way richer in taste than anything that we eat in this country. Uh, it's very expensive. People in this country have crossbred that animal with like domestic black Angus. We call it Wangus, right? Wangus. <laughs> Wagyu and Angus, Wangus. Uh, it still produces good beef, but it's not the same thing as Japanese beef. So right. to call something Kobe or Wagyu, it's kind of, it's bullshit. It isn't, right. it isn't that thing. Right. When you've had that beef, it's, it's completely like nothing else in the world, right? And you must have cooked with it. It's, it I doesn't have. cook like anything else. And, and I'll tell you. I'll Aren't tell you, they the massage? Isn't that the massage of the cow Sake thing? massages Sake massage. and beef, you know, special diets. Some, I, I visited a place in, in uh, Japan where they feed them olives at the end of their life, right? To fatten them up and give them marbling. It's like Spanish hams, uh, the La Pata Negra. It yeah. comes from a special black pig. And it's one of the most expensive hams that you can ever buy. And at the six months before they kill them, they just feed them Spanish chestnuts. This pig is delicious. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. That's what I said about my first ex-wife. <laughs> <laughs> 
But um, <laughs> well, I, I worked. I job. worked with. Um, I've worked with Waigu a lot, and I got to be honest. I don't know if who's going to agree with you or not. The best time, the best state to eat it in is raw. I don't. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't think it cooks well. I think it turns steamy and it and fatty, and it just doesn't work. It, the heat doesn't do well mm. with that. And it's so rich that just oh, I used to just slice it, just a tartar, and nothing else. No, just eat it. It's so good. It's a little bit of salt, and you just eat that meat, and it's just wow. Perfect. So Kobe beef, what, so it's all bullshit. It, it, most it, of it, it, 90, it, unless you're spending. Look, if a and this is talking at a restaurant tour, my pay right. If they're paying fifteen or twenty dollars a pound for USDA prime rib, rib steaks, Wagyu is between seventy and one hundred and thirty dollars a pound. Okay, so that eighteen dollar hamburger <laughs> that you think that you're getting ain't Kobe. Right. And so, so basically, they get away with it because they know most well, of the people that order it don't. They don't even know it's not. You're just seeing the word right, right, and right. believe. They've it. never it's, tasted it. They have no reference point. It's also not a legal designation, right? Right. Yeah. Like, this is what. This is why I like talking to you guys because then you know I'm I dumb it down because I'm just you know I don't have right. this knowledge. But I've had I've certainly have had Kobe, Kobe in question marks mm-hmm. uh, 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 quotation excuse me for over the years. I, I didn't know what I was eating. I, I never thought it was special. I'm like, because it probably wasn't. Yeah, no. Now I'm learning yeah. that. You know, oh, but I was guys, I was gotta, talked into it. Yeah, you got to go to dinner with them. Yeah, we 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 went somewhere just to get a drink, and Nick they handed Nick the menu, and it was like the size of a phone book, and all the pages were laminated. And I, if he'd have had a gun on him, he would have shot the lady in the face. It was so they were so aggravated, like this is everything wrong with what we believe in. <laughs> oh. Well, why is that? Obviously, in a diner, you could get away with that. But uh, see, oh, look at the disgust on his face. No, not even look in a diner. No, but hold on a second. It's true that a diner has everything on the menu, but that doesn't mean that you should order everything on the menu well, at a, perfect, a diner. That's a perfect point. You know how many idiots, how many mouth breathers I go out with. We go to the place and it's like Harry's Lobster Bar, and the guy's like, "Can I get the chicken? What's wrong with you?" <laughs> if there's a name of of, a, of a, anything on the menu is on the on the on the wall, buy that. Like whenever I travel and I'm in a place where I know it's going to suck, I ask, "What's the best selling thing?" Because number one, chances are the, the the guy with the one shingle tooth in the back, he's been making that the most, so he's proficient at that. Number two, they'd have to reorder the stuff to make that, so it's probably the freshest. So I always get the most popular thing, even if it's not what I want to eat. People are so stupid. They they think a restaurant's magic. It's yeah. not. There's dummies in there. There's poison in there. There's bacteria in there. Try to keep it straight. And you know who gets sick a lot? Women, because they go to shitty restaurants and they get the salad. <laughs> and the guy's keeping the salad in his shoe. <laughs> <laughs> when I do see a, a, a thick menu, I get anxiety because then next thing you know, I see four or five things I want to eat. And that's got to that's gotta be bad oh, I, I get, in the restaurant I get, business. I get anxiety complete opposite. I'm like, the minute I open the menu, if I have to turn a page, I know everything's frozen. Why? Because oh, there's well, no way to keep that in. Oh, well, right, right, right. In, in, in most yeah, places, yeah. that's that's actually the case. And, and we're talking about diners that have those right. voluminous right. menus. Yeah. Cheesecake Factory. That's got a I've, never, I've never actually been to that's a cheesecake That's factory. a diner with cheesecake. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm naming a place that's not yeah. a diner. It's That thing's it's a... It, and, if you look, and if you see Cheesecake Factory, their growth has uh, has been stunted because it's too much. It's overwhelming. There's nothing that people love. They keep trying different stuff, Right. People are, are creatures of habit. 
I, they're going to get the French fries at McDonald's over and over and over right. for 30 years. Right. That, that works in their benefit. Every right. time one of these restaurants tries to expand their menu, they actually shrink their customer base because people don't care about what the hell you're trying to do. They care about one thing, you know? And when I've owned restaurants, people want the same thing. I'm like, oh, try this. They're like, I don't want to. This makes me happy. And then you learn that as a chef. Like, just make three uh, things and make sure they're good. You know, Don't suck. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's like grandmothers. Most of them, awful, hacky cooks. But they make three or four things, but that, my God. That dizzy old lady, she'll make that apple pie right, money every right. time. Doesn't mean she's good. Bring her to the kitchen with me. I'll crush your girl. <laughs> I will embarrass her. Yeah, but in, in all fairness, you push, her, push her face in the I'll mashed potatoes. I'll put a cheese grater. Right. He's beating her with a cheese grater. It's true, but, but what's he going to give you at Christmas? A lump of coal. <laughs> Grandmother will give you something. A valley, right? Okay. You know what I hate hearing is uh, this recipe has been passed down for many generations. So let me tell you about this. So everyone that has their grandmother's recipe. Yeah, it's the grandma's Throw recipe. it in the garbage. <laughs> and I'm going to explain to you one thing. I'm going to explain to you why. And people don't even think about it, right? Do you, are is it the say it has eggs in it, beef? Like let's say a meatball recipe. Let's just use my, a meatballs, right? The classic is posted the on classic the board, grandmother the classic recipe. grandmother recipe. And every time I've had the recipe, when they're like, "This is my grandmother's recipe," in my mind, I'm like, "I wish I could parachute out of this dinner party because this is a shit show." And I'll tell you why. The forty year old, fifty year old recipe. Number one, the cattle that we were using to that she that your grandmother had was completely different than the cattle now, mm-hmm. right? The eggs are even a different size, let alone a different protein content. The Parmesan cheese is completely different. The way that the molecular structure of the breadcrumbs, it's not even real breadcrumbs anymore. So you're following this recipe. It's a failure. That made sense uh, back in the day. Right. But right. now. But all the ingredients have changed. So now you have to like, when I get old recipes, when I have to work with old recipes, I, I you know, it's, I boost it up by 30% because thir- food literally is 30% less powerful now than it used to be. So there's also an extra yeah, egg. I have to add, I have to add extra milk because everything is junk. It's also that our palates have changed. What yes. we consider salty, what we consider sweet, what we consider spicy is, is completely different. Right. Right. We live a Technicolor taste world compared to what even 15, 20 years ago right. when you started cooking, right? Yeah. Think about the, like how much MSG is now in high-end food. It was always in junk food, right? Right. MSG is always been dumped into junk food because it makes things actually taste more vibrant. Right. But now people are using it. It's legitimized, right? The whole notion of umami. You know about umami? Yeah. No. The fifth sense? The fifth sense. Explain the, to me. No, it's a, I'm sorry. Cut the seventh that. It's sense. A, it's the sixth sense, right? No, that was, the a sixth. Good, that was Bruce Willis. Right. <laughs> <laughs> then it's, the, it's the fifth taste. Right. So explain to So there's things that have umami in them. And that means it's it's basically an indescribable thing that completes the dish, right? But it, it is Parmesan kind of, cheese, soy sauce. Go ahead. It, it's, they're sweet, they're salty. Well, umami is kind of a combination of both. Right. Right. And it's very big, in, especially in Japanese food and Japanese culture. Um, and it's, it is all about, there's, there's things that are redolent in it with it, right? Mushrooms, soy sauces. These are things that sort of really punch up other foods, anchovies, uh, American cheeseburgers, very rich in umami. <laughs> Add cheeseburgers to everything is what I'm suggesting. I, I was hanging out with this girl and she just learned that word. I wanted to strangle her. <laughs> what, cheeseburger? No. <laughs> <laughs> I would strangle that. <laughs> oh, that was beautiful. <laughs> so she was like, she was like, uh, oh, the, the umami in this. I'm like, it's ranch dressing. <laughs> There's no umami, okay? <laughs> but there is MSG in that. There, there is. 
But it's funny, yeah, top high-end chefs every day are making their food taste more like fast food, unfortunately, because that's where people's palate is. If you ate in restaurants that I ate 15, 20 years ago, you would need a salt, a bucket of salt. You, you, it was so bland. Yeah. It was so bland because people's palate was a lot softer. Well, aren't, aren't the, uh, the palates just dead? Like with all the salts and oils, doesn't that kind well, of no, destroy just, your taste buds? I would say they're dead, but there's a lot of people that are numb to nuance. Right. You know, before the nuances of cooking a chicken fricassee with, you know, just putting fresh sage or tarragon, people would pick up on it. You know, like the chicken that we had, we were at a beautiful restaurant today. That's old school food. Barbuto. Barbuto. Classic. Jonathan Waxman. Roasted chicken with a little olive oil on it. And tarragon. Did you get the oh. invite, Vic? I, I didn't get invited. Yeah, I didn't get the invite for this I, one. I think I you guys know. were recording a podcast. <laughs> at the time. Uh, can, Megan got invited. Can we go to can, <laughs> can we go to sushi for a second? So that's one I thought, thing. Like, I'm so fat. I'm like, all right, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> we were just getting up to leave. You were just ending the show. <laughs> like, Sweet podcast, bro. <laughs> um, I love I love my sushi. I I love uh, spending extra money on sushi. And when you start <laughs> when you start doing that and realizing the quality of the sushi, you can't you can never go back. No. And to me, it's all about the tuna. And I I, I read an, an article. Maybe you could back me up on this, Nick. But um, most tuna is bullshit. It's not real. It, and it's down to a percentage. Like I think in New York City, could you help me out? It's like less than ten percent of the sushi restaurants are actually serving tuna, and it's another fish. There is a lot, and fish is really fish in general is oh. a really bad. I'm an expert at shrimp bullshit, <laughs> seafood bullshit. But I love tuna sushi. That's my favorite. No, but if you go to a high-end sushi restaurant right. and you see the guy cutting the toro in front of you, yeah. chances are that's a real that's a sure. real deal, right? Re- and the Japanese are very, I mean, the way that Japanese kill fish compared to the way that we kill fish in the West, completely different. it's completely different. The way we f- kill fish is actually not good for the meat right. because we let the thing suffocate. And that releases all kinds of hormones and enzymes and it makes the fish not as good as the and how do they kill it there's a certain technique there's certain you angle the fish and you kill it's fucking strangle it no <laughs> like your career no it, like it, your it, career no wood chipper turn turn well how do they do it for real um there's actually it, it's you have to learn how to do it i don't know how to do it they, they they will slice the neck and then they will literally stick this wire down the, the spine jesus which just basically knocks out it basically knocks out any kind of, you know, any endocrines, any kind of enzymes, anything. Nothing is happening, right? It just basically puts that flesh into this state of stasis. It's just dead, right? When we kill a fish, so it doesn't get the chance to release all the stuff that right. makes all the, of those right. The, the adrenaline, it, the, the adrenaline dump from right, death right. and from suffocating, and, and all some of that. Prehistoric thing. fish like skate, you know, they piss through their meat. So, literally, they, they the way they go to the bathroom is they the, they filter through the meat. It comes out through the skin. So that's why, like, they're like, oh, that tastes like ammonia. I'm like, that's piss, honey. <laughs> you're, you're, you're literally, literally right. Piss. right. You're literally a piss eater. <laughs> so uh, most of the tuna is uh, BS. Well, well, here's the thing. Sushi what, joints. What, what, that article is right and wrong. So what what it's saying is most of it isn't tuna, but most of it isn't that type of tuna. That's the problem. There's it's a lot of lower grade tunas, and some places even scam it and they, they'll put a porpoise in there, like a dolphin. Which kind of has the same. What do you uh, mean by lower grade tuna? They, they, lower grade they're sneaking is, fish into the for tuna. For example, a certain uh, species into the tuna category. Like, say you get an albacore or something like that. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. There's a lot of bad. Like, each tuna species has maybe 10 subspecies. It's a, it's a pretty proficient, you know, tuna is pretty wide 
what it carries. And, and it goes from a fish the size of a guppy to one that looks like a 60-mile-an-hour torpedo, right? But um, what's funny is you can take, like, an albacore or, 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 like, what you would make tuna fish out of, right? Make it a steak. And what the companies do is they take it and they cut it in portions and they run it through carbon dioxide and it turns it red. And then they'll sell it as tuna. So See? whenever you go, if you ever look at a frozen tuna box, turn it around, it says colored by carbon dioxide. They have to put it on there. So most of the, what you're eating is tuna, but they, since they carboned it or carbon di- put carbon dioxide through it, they gassed it. Um, and don't be, and no, no one be surprised, most of the tomatoes you eat, they do the exact same thing. So most of your tomatoes live in carbon dioxide, and that's and like literally like putting a tomato in the muffler of your car, and that's what makes them red, um, because they they're picked so early that uh, they ripen inside of some Walmart truck on the way to the thing. Oh my god! So most tomatoes are green. So he's being faced with this like this like dystopian future of food. Yeah, and you know, the funny he's the funny thing is it's carbon, meal. And you're gassing all these produce, but the produce never gets cooked. You're actually just eating it. Whereas the tuna, at least you got a shot. You know what I mean? Maybe, <laughs> right, well, maybe some, right. somebody will do like one of those old pepper sear tuna jobs. Right, right. Slice it like the cheese. <laughs> but but most of that tuna that most of that tuna is gassed. You know, there's there's so much things that go out there like. Um, Whenever you see something that's less than $30 and it has like lop, like I never like to get things like lobster mac and cheese because the odds of it being lobster are almost zero. So they make this synthetic lobster. Now what they do is on these boats, they catch a lot of different fish and shad and all this garbage and they have a machine and they take all this fish and they compress it to look like lobster meat. And then they put red dye around it and they slice it, and then uh, there you go. Oh There's your lobster. God. It's like that crab you see in the delis, which is all the same shape, right. with the same tinge of a, right. of a red A-R-A-B. on the outside. Right. Not real. Not real. <laughs> what, about, what about red snapper? I like a good red snapper. That's probably the most forged fish. I think Fred Snapper is. I, it, it, that is like it's like seventy eight percent or something of like yeah. in of snapper in, in New York State was mislabeled. Oh yeah, it's not. And I'm Cuban, and we know red snapper, right? So we only eat king red snapper, which has the yellow stripe. So they have a it's a it's a very delicate fish. So through nature, it's developed this yellow stripe so that its predator thinks it's an eel when it's swimming through the water, and they leave them alone. But that snapper is absolutely delicious. Now on either side of it, there are at least a hundred different snappers, and they suck balls. <laughs> really? Every time I'm somebody like, oh, you're Cuban, we made red snapper. I'm like. No, you didn't. Uh. You made a giant swimming disappointment face. <laughs> That's my second ex-wife. <laughs> it's so crazy, and and I just watch people, and they and and, and they people they struggle because they want it. They want to do things right. You mm-hmm. know, they they want to do the right thing, and I'm like, what are you doing? You know, you and it's the research is right under the surface. It's literally right under the surface, and no one really talks about it. Now, uh, continuing with fish, um, you know, we've overfished the oceans. So, ah, uh, who cares? No, no, but, <laughs> but I have no sympathy for him. I'll be dead. I don't care what happens. No, I'm not, I'm not going with the whole uh, global <laughs> right, warming thing. But as, far as, <laughs> but as far as restaurants go, they're running at, they've been running out of fish. 
So now they've been serving fish they never would have served many, many years ago, and they just changed the names of these fish to make them sound exotic. That's, I mean, monkfish is the perfect, monkfish used to be called dogfish. Dogfish. Who's going to buy dogfish? Right. No one bought dogfish. Right. Now it's monkfish, it sounds celestial and right. sort of, you know, like. It's still not that good. It's, no, but it they, tastes like dogfish. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But they, they romanticize it, you know, they, they serve it with all the sauces and stuff because it's, it's not that great of a fish, but. You know, it's because we over overfish the oceans, right? And so you you still want to you still want fish at your restaurant. So that's when they started. The like uh, uh, I think the other one is Chilean sea bass, isn't it? That's isn't that right? Patagonian toothfish. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. You exactly. Right. But they never served that back. In, you never. Those are going to be Patagonian toothfish. Right. But then Just also, like Carl said, right. it sounds like a, like a sexual perversion. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but then also they realized like, that was my third wife. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go there. I know. I clutched that. I clutched that. <laughs> yeah, you cut them off. And, uh, <laughs> but then they just changed the name to Chilean sea bass, and everyone and thinks now it's, it's amazing exotic and, and it's, exotic, you know, and you could spend, you know, you could charge thirty. Wasn't bucks there or a, a, the dolphin? fish is there's a couple porpoises that you can eat right. dolphins are actually delicious really but there's a lot of different dolphins right mahi mahi is actually considered a dolphin i yeah. thought it was a dolphin fish yeah it's one a dolphin the, right, yeah, yeah, right there's right. a lot of dolphins but you mentioned uh chilean sea bass you Which know that, sucks by the way <laughs> no i know but you that. know that like maine uni right can come from chile yeah really it makes no sense wait right? what do you mean because the maine shuts down their their uni reserves a couple of months every few years. Right. The state of Maine. The state of Maine okay. who has, you know what uni is? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, sea urchin is very big in Japan, big in Santa Barbara, California. Right. And they also, it also grows in Maine. Now, what happens is when they shut down those things, the, the sea urchin association, whoever the, whatever the trade group is, was able to persuade the government to allow them to import Chilean sea urchin and sell it as Maine sea urchin. And it doesn't taste the same. I've had chefs who were like, "It's a you would be able to tell. Like it's oh. it's it, it might be the same species, but it's not the same product, right? In the same way that like you go to Red Lobster, that's not like going to a seafood. You know, that's a different. That's a langoustine versus a a Maine lobster. Oh, absolutely. Lo lobsters are so scammy too, man. I mean, in, unless you give. I one time a chef told me make a lobster mac and cheese for the restaurant, and I said okay. So I made a mac and cheese, and then I steamed a lobster and put it right next to it. I said, he goes, he goes, what the hell is this? I'm like, lobster mac and cheese. He goes, put them together. I'm like, you put them together. <laughs> and it was one of the best-selling things because people got the practicality of it. They were like, wow, it's 30 bucks. Oh, shit, a lobster. <laughs> and it worked. And I, and I did it just to prove a point, like, it, it, just be honest with people. You know, serve the steak with the fat. Like, give them that size. You know, some people might want it. Some people may not want it. Right. And food has gotten so just un... It's not honest anymore. You know, you used, used to go to the store and you'd get a banana and, and, and or free-range meant free-range. I remember, I remember the first time I went to a chicken farm and I saw free-range, right? So they had the regular chickens, which let me tell you, let me start from the beginning of a chicken farm. A lot of things don't bother me. But there was one thing, and there was—I mean, there was a killing zone in there. Rah! It did not bother me at all, right? I'm like, everything's dying on that side, everything's living on this side. I get it. But they're showing me the chicks, the little chicks. Now, they're, they're really cute. 
even for me that's dead inside, I think a little chicken's cute for five minutes and then I'll kill it. <laughs> but the guy goes, oh, there, let's go into the chick room. And I'm like, woo, chick room, sweet. <laughs> you go in there and the room looks like a lab, like it just in a shelf, like drawers. And I open the drawer and there's full of live little oh, They keep them in these yeah. drawers. Oh. And I'm like, shut up. I'm like, Open that drawer. Oh my God, more chickens. Open that drawer. Oh my God, this room's full of chickens. And they're just in, and you would open it and they look at you, tweet, 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 tweet. And I'm like, oh shit, I don't want them to know me. Like, you know what I mean? Wow. I feel like I'm running the camp here. You know what I mean? Wow. It blew my mind. There's some complete darkness, just a thing. And then they put them on a little conveyor belt and you see them. Not even a light? Nothing? No, they're good. They're in there and I, they're just in the dark little, in a drawer, like you would keep a sock. They don't give a fuck, Vic. We they're need our not. chicken. And then, and then we go. And then the best is like, well, that's the free range side, and this is the non free range side. So I'm like, uh, they look the same. They said, no. See, there's a door over there where they can go to the little yard. This is so. Let me tell you what chickens do with free range. So chickens, there's a reason they call you chicken, right? Because you don't want to do something. Right? <laughs> so I watched for 20 minutes. The one, the toughest chicken, would look out the door. And be like, told the other chickens, fuck that, bro. <laughs> and they would all, so the free range ones were just huddled around the door. And then the other ones were just sitting in the dark. That's the only difference. He's, he's oh, right. Man. When they say free range or cage free, all it means is they have a door so they could go outside. That's that's it. it but they don't mean, go outside. No, they're chicken. But then, <laughs> but but what was it? What what does this? The FDA or whatever the hell? Yeah, the, they said they, as long as you give them an, an option to go outside, you could call your eggs cage free or free range uh, eggs or unreal. chickens or whatever. But it's all bullshit. It's yeah. they're they're not going outside. Is his Good point? God. And the thing is, is you know we all everybody's amazed, but it's everybody's fault because. There's no reason you should have the access that we have. You know, there's parts of, there, if you if we ate properly, there'd be times there wouldn't be beets, guys. You yeah, know, right. you'd go to the supermarket and there wouldn't be a beet. That you would, you would go sometimes and there wouldn't be celery, right? That's why everyone knew how to pickle things and can things on their own because you would take the bounty and then turn it into jams, jellies, pickles, and you would do all this stuff and then you would move through the year like a normal person. Right. But you want to live in New York City, and it's the middle of January, and it's like, I want a parrot rainbow beat, and they have it. And for them to have it, there for $2.99 a pound, a lot of bad shit has to happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> that nobody wants to talk about. <laughs> for, you to have, for you to have a chicken breast the size of your head, right? Yeah, they're big. Bad shit happened. A lot of creepy stuff, a lot of backyard deals, a lot of backhanded deals, a lot of hormones, a lot of steroids, all this stuff happened so that you can take your little styrofoam package and say, I'm having chicken tonight. And that's wow. paleo. It is. <laughs> so people, it's it's our own fault. It's people's own fault. You know, it used to be, can I get a chicken? No more chicken. <laughs> yeah, we're out. When's our chicken? Right. June. June and chicken. Right. We got chickens in June. <laughs> and he's like, okay. So when the chickens would come, you would confit the chicken. You'd preserve the chicken. You would make chicken stock. This, that was real life. Now it's like, I want a black bass right now. Bad shit has to happen for you to be able to do that. Wow. You know, is that Get this guy monkfish. No. <laughs> <laughs> the chicken thing. I was online once and they showed like uh, a healthy plump chicken from back in the day, right? Compared to what we consider a healthy plump chicken, oh my and it's, God. it's it's night, night and day. And it looks day. like a pigeon, right? It looks the like old a pigeon. one does. It old school like- look like a pigeon, and they're like, "Fuck that!" Oh, really? People want plumper chickens, and the, and. 
And then, then they figured out how to raise him faster. So, like, it's uh, like by the, the beginning time- of the porno career. The end of the porno. <laughs> exactly. That was a perfect but analysis. From, the, from uh, the birth of the chicken to your plate, it's insane. How I think it's. I think how you, many days I, is it now? I think it's up to ninety days. You get yeah. full chicken. Ninety yeah. from from a little chicken in a dark, a tiny bar. chicken that you like. I go to these petting zoos with my little kids, and we're petting that thing. And in ninety days, that's a full. Yes, plump chicken. Yeah. You want to hear some? You want to hear some? How fun? long did it used to be? But yeah. how are they doing that? Like a fucking chicken. A I mean, year. A chicken, a year. A chicken, say, a chicken will, will live two years. I've had chicken that are eighteen months old. Yeah. So there's a restaurant in Japan where they specialize in the mother and <laughs> and the child. <laughs> you can't even say serious. You can't even say it's so evil. <laughs> oh my god! It's so you eat like a really fresh bird, like three months, right. and it's like really tender and it has no flavor. Right. And then you get this hen that's 18 months old. And it's a little tough and gnarly, but you know what? That thing is like, it's like Vic. It's lived. <laughs> you know, it's like, that thing is lived. You, it's got like, it's got game in it. It's got funkiness, you know? It, but no it, liver. It really is like Vic. Keeps no liver. Friend I tried. I, you know, I repeat that over and over. It's too long. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but how are they plumping up the chickens so quickly? Hormones. It's all hormones, hormones steroids. Yeah, steroids. Wow. Can I change uh, change gears a little bit? Uh, Parmesan cheese. My family is, they love it. I fucking hate it. I fucking hate you. No, it's not, <laughs> it's not the fresh. Fresh Parmesan cheese. I'm talking about the they shit. Like they like the old craft in the well, green can. Yeah, but that I is, hate first that. of all, that's, <laughs> I, knew, I knew you were going to say that. My point is, yeah, but I'm no fan of the can. <laughs> no <laughs> fan of the can. <laughs> that's not cheese. I started earlier by saying, I don't, I don't know shit about food in general. But I know, I have no doubt in my mind, thank you, you, you beat me to the punch, but uh, there's filler or something. Yeah, there, no, there is. There when, is. when you're sprinkling it fr- from a bottle or whatever, and then you go to a restaurant and they're scraping it off fresh for you, you it's two different things. My friend, my friend would... <laughs> My friend would go, and in, when they would have a dish with Parmesan cheese, he would take out his lighter and put it against the cheese. And if it turned yellow, it was real. And if it turned brown, it was fake because you'd burn the filler. What's the filler? The filler could be sawdust. That time. Yeah, it could the, be they, sawdust. It could be I mean, I think that's I've been less... convinced over the years that it was sawdust. But yeah. I, I, sawdust is you, very popular. Well, so, think what about saw, sawdust is organic. It's just yeah. wood. It's wood. And it's so thin that you're going to digest it. Right. It's going to probably melt into You probably the... eat a lot more sawdust than you think, my friend. What is it in? A lot of stuff. You like know, what, they, what, what? Give like, me a few uh, more. Like pre-made meatballs, um, a binder for jalapeno poppers, uh, you know, very low-grade commercial food. You know, like when your when your wife thinks that she's a chef, so she buys all the frozen hors d'oeuvres for your for that shitty cocktail party. Right? Yeah, sawdust party. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Good job, Martha Stewart. You loser. So are they doing the sawdust for the Parmesan? Yeah. So you, d- you don't want. Yeah. I don't think you ever want to buy pre-shredded anything, whether it's beef. Right. right. I mean, really, you should ultimately have the butcher grind it for you, right. or grind it yourself. Right. And the same with cheese. Like, who knows what's in that cheese? You know, when you get a wheel, a wheel of Parmigiano Reggiano, that's real Parmesan cheese. If it doesn't say Reggiano on it, it's not. Look, the government in Italy is very strict about what they designate as real Italian cheese. So you can look to those places in the same way that you look at wine appellations, right? Right, right. Um, Oh, like champagne, right? Those things are, are regulated by the government. Right. Craft is not regulated by the, the Italian government <laughs> to uphold Italian culture. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? But, that's like, a, but you know, you bring up a, a great point, right? So when I go to a supermarket, 
I, I suffer because I'm used to buying things in primal cuts, right? Like for I go to the supermarket and who the hell wants to buy a thing full of drumsticks? That's scary. Like I gotta look at this chicken. So like my friend has two kill houses in Union City. I go and go look at the live chickens. And sometimes I get if I see a, a cute little snappy guinea hen that gets my eye, I will uh I will kill. I'll kill that one. You know what I mean? But let me tell you something. A freshly killed chicken, first of all, you can't eat it right away. You gotta let it rest for a day, but it's delicious. It just tastes better. You know, it doesn't have that refrigerator. When I eat chicken from a supermarket, I'm like, why is it yellow? Chickens aren't yellow, bro. <laughs> like, why is this right. chicken yellow? Right. This, is it, no one walks to the supermarket and goes, that's not the color of chicken skin. That shouldn't be the color of chicken skin. The bones have no development. When you eat the fried chicken, like with cheap chicken or commercial chicken, there's no way around it. I mean, chicken has surpassed beef, I'm sure, by now. It's it's the most popular protein right. in, in the States. But uh, when I bite it and I see the clear white bone on a chicken, I'm like, did this thing even walk? It didn't even <laughs> use those oh bones. Like, really? Yeah. Well, those things, ba- they barely provide any kind of skeletal structural integrity, right? They're yeah. so like, you can snap them. Oh, you, you can take a giant chicken and literally break them in half. There's, there's mm-hmm. no, their bones are so soft. You ever try to pull the wishbone out of a, of a like a real chicken? You can't. You got to use a knife. With with the commercial chickens, I used to sit there and boom, 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 like grenade click, like grenade clips, bop, bop. And if you look at, you ever finish or eat a roasted chicken and then you look at its its carcass, it's it, it's tiny compared to the amount of meat that was on it. Yeah. it. Doesn't make sense. So if you watch these chickens right before they kill them, they're very clumsy, and a lot of them break their legs and they have to kill them right away. And because they're 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 fake, they they've been so juiced up that they. They're basically like from New Jersey, like dudes from New Jersey. Like again, <laughs> <laughs> Big Guido just gets knocked out one shot. You know, he's not, he hasn't done legs for fucking 10 years. <laughs> just buys and tries. Just baby. buys and tries. <laughs> so he's looking through the tent top, but he but one girl with three sangrias in her punches him in the face and he's night night. <laughs> wow, this is fascinating. What else? So what about what? What else about restaurant uh, myths? What, can, or, you know, like, well, my, know what I, uh, being like kind of a newbie to this whole world, uh, I want to hear more stuff like uh, the sawdust, stuff like that that will just blow me in Vic's minds. Because you didn't know about the sawdust. I, I knew, well, I know Geta and Scrapple, and those oh, are, got, yeah, yeah. They, they were, you would, when you're poor in the Depression, you started throwing stuff in, but those yeah. were usually grains. It wasn't right. sawdust. Yeah, but yeah. Was, Vic Kelly brings up in, in Mississippi, in, in small parts of Mississippi, there's a thing called the Slug Burger. And the Slug Burgers during the war, you know, they didn't, bullshit, it wasn't during the war, just poor Southerners. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, but it was during the Dust Bowl. Was That's that when, the, was yeah. it during the Dust Bowl? Yeah. So, th- so they would take soybeans and mix them with beef, and then fry it with a little bit of icebox mustard. It's got, it's kind of delicious sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. Listen, it, like, like I don't like it. I've had it. I know what he's talking about. I could, I could you hate it. Well, yeah, because I like a real hamburger. So we could, we you know, used to get funny. those at lunch. We got the shitty ones so, at lunch. So, so slug burgers are yes, having a cool. resurgence. Like uh, there's a place uh, that my friend owns. It's called Hugh Babies in in Nashville. Now he's going to have a couple. Pat Fantastic. Martin. Pat Martin. Pat Martin. One of the great pit masters. One of the great pit masters in the country. And Pat. Brought back every Friday at his place, so you can get a slug burger. So the first time I see someone, it was like some hipster eating the slug burger. Isn't this awesome? And there's some old Southern guy. He goes, 
boy, ain't you stupid or something? <laughs> we ate that because we had to. Right, not because you want to. You paying for a slug burger? What right. the hell is wrong with you? No, it's like these idiots <laughs> drinking PBR and thinking it's not fucking swill. <laughs> it's PBR, dick. We, 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 we got jobs to not have to drink PBR. <laughs> I like that cheap beer, though. Ah, uh, you're awful. I, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that. <laughs> oh, that's gonna, oh, that's right. I did not miss Vic Henley. <laughs> that's right. Remind yourself. Note to self. Well, my, my big pet peeve is um, when a when a restaurant says aged beef on it. Oh, all beef is aged. Right. Okay. Why? Why call Goss when I say that is because what we love is dry aged beef, right. and that's different from regular beef. Yes, right. It is very and dry aged beef is what you get in the top steakhouses. It's what they cook in the in the four star restaurants. It's not like other beef. It's much more expensive. It's a lot better, and I'm about to tell you why. All beef needs to be aged after you've dispatched the animal in order to make it tender. So it takes like three weeks to age it. And the way that beef used to always be aged was they would hang the carcass. Wait three weeks, come back. The enzymes in that animal have softened the flesh, and then you can eat that as a you know as a nice juicy steak or whatever you're doing with it. Nick, can I stop you for a second? Yeah. How did they figure that out back in the day? I think that it was really just like you've killed an animal, right? There's three of you. You've got this two thousand pound auroch, which is the 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 ancestor to the cow. And what are you going to do? Like you make you make a couple of pelts, you get this meat, and you like they probably were like, well, let's just leave it in the cave. So, yeah, you know, basically you keep it, it out of the sun. So, so they have all this beef. So I, I would assume they eat it at first, thinking, oh, we got to eat it fresh. But there's still more left over, and they probably somewhere along the, the way realize, oh my god, this thing's been sitting around two, three weeks, and it's even better than we yeah. When we think first about started it, eating this, those people, these people had so much shit to do. They were dumb, right? So the first thing they did was. Probably take the neck out and do a dance for some sun god because they caught this stupid thing in the first <laughs> well, place. Well, it was definitely a dog. So it probably was... takes three weeks for them to do it. First, drawing their bullshit on the cave and everything by the time they got to eat. Look, every time we sit down and eat a plate, right, there was a Darwinian reduction. People ate meat that went rancid and died. Right. The next person that came by didn't age it quite that way, but died another way. Like that reduction killed like hundreds of thousands of people right. died, right, to get us to the point where we can eat beef. Dry age, great flavor. Like so, you know. At least when you sit down for a steak, think about all the idiots that died to get us to that point. Right. But you know, it must have just been a process of elimination, right? In the same way, and who knew that it would actually improve the product? But think about grape juice, which is preserved wine. Think about you know duck confit, which is like long cooked duck. And what? Like the longer for me, the longer you take these things from death, whether it's cheese or wine or meat, like the flavors become more profound, they become more intense, and they become different, right? I absolutely, it starts to tell a story. Yeah, a exactly, whole story. a whole different story. But one thing I want to I tell everybody that I've seen across the country in lower-end restaurants and middle, middle all restaurants, CAB, when you see on a menu, certified Angus beef doesn't mean it's good. It just means that it's an Angus cow. Please stop it. It's crazy. You know, it's like, Blue pig. Okay, thank you. But it doesn't matter. Follow the things. It's either prime or choice or select. And then and you got the no roll, which is my favorite. No roll is like sometimes it can get. That's a prisoners. Dumb. That's what the prisoners eat. Yeah. And then I used to, I used to I worked at a restaurant once and we used to do a Cuban steak and it was like a palom palomia steak. And this guy came to sell me 
dairy cow meat. I never saw it before. So they would kill these old it's gray. It's gray. Oh my god. This cow, I mean, I'm, I'm sure they killed it with a pencil. It was so old. <laughs> <laughs> in the eye? You stabbed it, right? No, no, you just said, I'm going to kill you now. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you lost me for a second. Fuck it, Vic. Vic, I literally told you from Alabama. No, Alabama. I literally right. thought right you were... Right in the eye! Get him in here! Bleed out through the eye! <laughs> That's, what That's what you're thinking. That's exactly what That thing will bleed like a sieve. <laughs> Turn him over. He's bleeding, man. <laughs> Well, now you're moving into okay. the now you're moving in, into the steakhouse category. I don't know if we have time, but oh my God. give me a few things about steakhouses. Yeah, like, I'll, you know, what my favorite meat is what is it? Filet mignon. That's that's not a meat. That's a cut <laughs> of beef. You know that, right? What do you mean? <laughs> no, I'm serious. I order filet mignon. It's like okay, but let, right, so, but but why do you order filet mignon? Because he cut the, the, the baby teeth. <laughs> <laughs> he does it, dog. <laughs> Yeah, your baby wants softy steak. <laughs> I, I, uh, I lean on the side of healthy. So, how is that? That that can't be for health. So, well, it's, it's better than all the fat in it. Well, look, 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 a steak with all the fat. I, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here. Yeah, of course, it's amazing. But over the years, just to stay a little healthier, I, I will if I go to a state. You know, nine out of ten times I go to a steak joint, I'll order the filet mignon, and then I'll you know I'll go hog crazy on a porterhouse or something the the tenth time. Okay. Well, but you I, know that. But hold on, go ahead. We'll tag team. A porterhouse has first. filet in it. <laughs> yeah, no, I know that. Right, so yeah, you're yeah. eating the filet either way. The filet part of the porterhouse. Yes. Um, I mean, it's true that it is, uh, it's leaner than any other piece of meat, and that's also why me and Carl don't like it because. Fat is where you get the flavor in beef. Right. And if it has no fat, which most filet doesn't have, you're not going to get a lot of flavor. Filet is really a cut that you have that the chef has to bring flavor to. That's why the French do all these sauces like Bernays and, you know, all these the brave and these the really rich, yeah. right, these right. mother sauces that are really rich and bring unctuousness to the flavor, to the steak itself. But a good rib steak has that in abundance anyway. Um, so, so let's talk about the, the healthy part. First of all, um, <laughs> yeah, because this is clearly an expert on health right here. I'm the picture oh, of health. Oh, look at the time. I, I got to go. <laughs> I'm an authority on health because I should be dead. <laughs> that is true. As your he's attorney. A, I'm, a, like a guy, I'm like a guy that fell out of a plane and lived at the flying out of the plane and lived seminar. <laughs> so if I can listen to this help. First of all, I don't know if it's healthier because, number one, you can't eat it by itself. You got to eat it with something because it's so dry. Right? Yes. Number two, on ribeye, say you, you grill or roast a ribeye at six and 800 degrees, all that fat that was in the middle of the steak is gone now. <laughs> right. It's rendered. It's rendered, and that's one of the things that make it great. It creates these little air pockets in a ribeye because there was nothing to replace that fat that was rendered at that high temperature. So that makes it delicious. It's also, and not to delve too much into the geekiness of nutrition, but the concept of fat being bad for you and causing fat, like we don't, when we eat, like, we're going to get fat from eating sugar. Sugar is instant energy for us. We take that and we're like, okay, let's store that as fat. Right. But it's not like we store beef fat as human fat. We have to convert that into our own fat, right? Right, right. And protein is actually a, is a fairly efficient form of nutrition compared to, like, you know, to, to, to other things, Candy. right? 
the candy. <laughs> well, candy, the problem with candy is actually that it's too nutritious. There's no problems with it's, candy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're the problem. <laughs> yeah. The problem is, is that you're, you're bashing candy. There's not, not the forum for that. <laughs> candy proves there's a God. <laughs> so what, what we're suggesting is if you go to a steakhouse, it's, I mean, unless it's Carl and I, it's, it's a regular occurrence for us. We, I mean, I've, right. I've steak the last three nights, but generally most people go for once a week, once a month. Don't go there and equivocate. Don't like. You might as well enjoy. You yourself. might as well get a proper steak. Because you're not wrong. I mean, look, I, a fillet. I drown my I drown my uh, filet mignon in all the steak sauce. Right. So no. steak sauce is steak sauce has a lot oh, of yeah. sugar in it. Yeah. Really? Right. You're adding. No, but calories. if I have a porterhouse, to Nick's point, you no. don't do that. No, I there's don't. no reason. No, to it, right? maybe it, a little little dab, maybe, but in but general, it's usually self sourced. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. It's based yeah, in its own um, fat. I think we're running out of time, but there's. I want to end with you hitting us with a couple more of like the really crazy shit with restaurants. I'll start with one. My wife, she will not send anything back. And I have no problem sending something back if I don't like if I'm think it's undercooked or whatever. And she's like, why would you do that? And we all think you send someone back. The chef is in the back spitting on it. Well, what's the myth there? What? Let me ask you this. If you think the chef would do that, why would you eat in his restaurant in the first place? Nice. You know what I'm saying? Like, Good point. That's it, everybody. All right, everybody. <laughs> All right, I'll see you later. Let's Only go. His head exploded. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, because in the end, they want you to come back, obviously. Well, they do. And the fact is that, like, I and mean, if, don't if take this big, disgruntled. Uh, if there's a big <laughs> snot rocket on the top of your salmon when they do no, the back there, you're not coming back. No, I get it. I get there's two things at play here. One, the chef isn't cooking your steak, there's a guy out there. That guy is getting reamed out by the chef because that guy's making the chef look bad. Right. That chef wants to please you, right? So he, this is interesting. So you should never be afraid to, I to send your food I don't back. think you should be afraid because not only are you doing yourself a favor, you're doing everyone else yeah. who's going to order a steak from that guy a favor because that guy's not going to fuck up the next steak. Right. All right, you, I, guys, you guys both give me one more, one that'll just kind of blow the mind. I'll I, tell you one thing. One thing that I saw, I wasn't in the restaurant, but you know, most people eat salmon, right? And one thing that blew my mind was I went into a salmon farm and I see this lady shows up with a color wheel. They have them pinned, you know, penned. She comes up with the color wheel and she looks at the fish. She moves the color wheel. She checks it. She comes back with a bucket <laughs> of orange dye and just throws it in the water. And now the salmon skin, now the salmon flesh meat is orange. It had nothing to do because salmon are orange because of the krill of this little miniature right, animal, right. and that makes them orange. Right? Same reason flamingos are pink, right? But they, but, but in this pen, they don't turn orange; they're gray inside, and literally just dumped a five-gallon bucket. So the lady's talking to us about how beautiful the salmon are, and this is going on behind me. I'm like, uh, right, uh. Uh, lady, I get what the hell's going on up there? <laughs> Why is that person pouring orange dye? And it was like blood orange, the color, and you can smell the dye. Like, imagine to turn a living animal another color on the inside, not on the wow. outside, there on the go. inside. Right. And then I started looking at it, and the, and the fish are so sloppily bred that you start seeing, like, I saw salmons with two gills. Three um, eyes. Not like an extra little, like where an eye would start to grow. Uh, <laughs> sea lice in the gills. I mean, just sea lice, let me tell you, are one of the scariest looking things you've ever seen. It's like a clear tick. And it has all these, oh, it's disgusting. I mean, and that's generally, what you're eating when you're eating all this 
you know, farm fish is not good. I mean, no, farm, you, especially farm shrimp, which a lot of low quality shrimp is. Oh my god! It's all cooked in the. It's all made in the Far East. There's like no environmental standards. It's really. It's not. Good and I'll stuff. tell you this, and you won't want to hear this, but you're, this you're not going to like. A lot of places, they would they'll pen the shrimp. They'll 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 keep the shrimp next to where the sewers give out because they get free food. All human shit and everything coming out into the water. That's where you put the shrimp and. They grow pretty good for free, <laughs> you know? They go to town? Huh? They go to town on our feces? Oh, they love it. Come on. Of course. But this is China. That's not here. I believe it. Mm. Why wouldn't you? I'm Both you. these fuckers know exactly what they're talking about. <laughs> come on was like, uh, come on. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> okay, sorry. Right. Once again, Vic. I'm on the literal side of the room. <laughs> <Right. laughs> and, and if you look at the prices on trip, it's unbelievable. You'll see a, a, a 1620, which means 16 to 20 per pound, which is the average shrimp that you eat. I, I don't devein uh, shrimp. You ever. do now. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I never did before. I never I remember doing top that. to bottom. They have two veins, one on the bottom, one on the top. Uh, so, so, um. Uh, most shrimp that you'll get from China in a 1620 size is probably 550 a pound to 750 a pound. Real fresh shrimp will probably cost you a lot, 13. So let me tell you something. If that much difference, if that if the if the gully is that deep between one and another, there is some serious shit going on well, to get the, you shrimp at five yeah, bucks. There's a serious uh-huh. quality gulf between the two. Exactly. Wow. Big. Nick uh, Solaris, uh, give us one one more that'll blow our mind. Ten this. Anything from uh, restaurants or whatever. Something. Fakeness. Falseness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something will just make you go, Ugh. Oh, let's talk about fake-ass olive oil. You olive oil? Olive oil's all bullshit. Somewhere <laughs> like Rachel is, Ray is very upset actually, right it, now. It, it, it's, it, and making, making you know, angry. we make fun of people with nut allergies because that's what we do. We make fun of anyone who has any kind of. Well, most of those people should perish. Well. If you, they eat olive oil, there's a chance they will because a lot of olive oils are actually fake. They have other other oils in them, like hazelnut oil or like cheaper oils, right? right? And this is a big problem. Even in places like France and Spain and Italy that, that have really good, you know, really top-notch oils. Um, and you, this is something you probably faced a lot, right, when you were a chef, like sourcing. Because obviously with a chef, you're trying to get your food costs as low as possible. Right. People want olive oil especially in salads, right? People are worried about health. I'm sure you probably, right. yeah, absolutely. you're always thinking about olive oil over another kind of oil. But a lot of the times it's no healthier because it has other things in it. And I know I know a little bit about this because they did a, um, a show on the nut allergy and some lady died because the, there was some kind of nut in the, in the in fake the olive, olive which is, oil Which is meant whatever. to be 100% olive oil. I forgot oil. what kind of restaurant. It was some kind of Asian restaurant or whatever. It might have been oh. a Chinese restaurant or something. It was a big case. And the person died because they said, look, you know, we have a nut allergy. They're like, no problem. But this guy had so many restaurants in his chain that he started cutting corners and he started using the fake shit that had, you know, some oh. of this nut-based stuff in the oils. They and that's somebody. how this person died, thinking they were completely safe in this restaurant. Yeah, that's that's lethal. You got to be careful. They, you know, funny one time, uh, you know, San Marzano tomatoes. Everyone mm-hmm. knows what a San Marzano. Of tomato. course, tell them though. Okay, hey guys, <laughs> <laughs> tell those plebs on the other side of the room. So, San Marzano tomatoes. It's, it, gro- it grows in this little town, and it's very famous. <laughs> and the San Marzano tomatoes are famous because they grow in volcanic uh, soil, and you know, the t- it's one of the richest, best tomatoes. So. I'm I'm there where they make the tomato, where they grow the tomato. And I'm like, I asked this tank, I go, is this all the tomatoes? <laughs> He's like, yeah, these are all tomatoes. 
this is San Marzano. He goes, yeah. Those tomatoes over there, that's all the San Marzano tomatoes? He's like, yeah. I'm like, oh. I'm like, how possible do they have a can of this in every supermarket from California (laughs) where I can throw a rock from one side of San Marzano to the other? And I kept asking. I'm like, are there more tomatoes somewhere over, else? over there? Over the other side of the hill? No, those are sheep. I said, okay. <laughs> I said, what's over there? Oh, that's sheep too. This is the tomatoes. I said, this is the San Marzano. I said, yeah, those are your tomatoes. Okay. I couldn't believe it. There wasn't enough to fill up what Whole Foods there. I'm wow. like, where, if, where are they bringing these tomatoes from? And how can they get away with calling it that when it's not? Because it, it probably not really saying anything. They turned the name San Marzano into a brand. Ah. So that's San Marzano. It has nothing to do with the town. But you're buying this shit and you doesn't when you, even know. And especially in uh especially in Italy, they'll have things that are that are considered DOP, right? And that's DOP. a stamp of authenticity. Right. Wow. It's like putting a you know, it's like being it's, registered. Exactly. What about uh dumb pumpkins? <laughs> Stupid dumb pumpkins and pumpkin puree and all that horse shit. Well, I I revile the pumpkin spice season because it's pumpkin made its way into beers and everything else at this point. It's in everything. Breakfast you know cereals and uh, most. Uh, I got you beat, and you can look it up. Pumpkin flavored was it flavored scented pumpkin scented toilet paper? Beat that one. I, I I'm just <laughs> I don't just want to. I don't, I don't, you win. You can't beat that one. Right. That is you got it. That, that's the de facto end of Western civilization. That's when I was like enough. No, but a lot a lot of that like you you see those Libby's pumpkin cans that everyone uses to make their pumpkin. That's not pumpkin. It's that's not winter squash. Yeah, it's not even pumpkin. It's not even pumpkin. It's cheap horse squash. We call it, you know, you feed a horse. (laughs) It's awful. And they put pumpkin flavor and food color. And they sweeten it and food color. And they, and because you don't know, you're putting it in a a pie crust and you're putting whipped cream on it and cinnamon and all this other stuff, right? I remember as the first time a pastry chef made me a real pumpkin pie. Like, never tasted- I'm like, this is shit. <laughs> <laughs> this I'm tastes like, like a pumpkin. <laughs> I'm like, you, let's go get the one from A and P. That one was awesome. <laughs> was They're really like, no, that one, that's not pumpkin. I'm like, all right. They're like, no, chef, that that's winter squash that they sweeten. This is real pumpkin. That's what I want. They're like, what do you think? I'm like, I don't like pumpkin. <laughs> and that was it. I like the pumpkin seed. I like the Mexican salsa. What do you call it? The pack sickle pack? Oh, pepitas. Or, or, or they're... Sickle, it's a like a salsa. That oh, they might, delicious! Yeah, uh, I'm not saying it right, but we got to wrap up because we're we rented a little studio time today. But uh, look at that, read and weep pumpkin scented or flavored oh toilet paper. <laughs> that we, is, but, Carl and I believe I'm going to send that to all my enemies. But I, <laughs> I just beat it with this as I was looking it up. Read that, Nick, for everybody. Oh no, I see it. <laughs> read that. That Nick. is glorious. This is how we end. Sixteen pumpkin spice. Tampax. <laughs> <laughs> they put pumpkin flavor or <laughs> I don't know Tampax. Well, that that would be like a sweet and sour because. Good night. Good night. Look what's under. Look what's under it. Thanks for listening. Bye. Don't forget to subscribe. Share this episode with a foodie pal. Unless you'd rather the snob pay top dollar for bullshit aesthetics like waterfalls and golden Buddhas while eating crab dishes of fraudulent Kobe beef and fake cheese. And give us a five star review at Apple Podcasts. Visit OpRadio.com for merch. 
throw on a hat or a cool Carl's Creepy Cabin t-shirt, and piss off your friends because they don't get the inside joke. Fuck them. That's what they get for not listening to Opie Radio.